0: This Tuesday, Ireland head to Sweden in a bid to keep their World Cup hopes alive. Five yards out, in towards O'Sullivan with the header! And a hat-trick! Full
1: live and exclusive commentary on Tuesday at 5.30 only on OTB Sports Radio.
2: The Football Pod on OTB Sports in partnership with AIB. Proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship. Check out hashtag the toughest
1: for more. Hello there and you're very welcome along to episode 12 of the Football Pod Which is brought to you in partnership with AIB Proud sponsors of the GEA Senior Football Championship Check out hashtag the toughest for more Paddy Andrews, how does that sound?
2: (laughs) That sounds magic 41 episodes in and we're sponsored Finally, someone's seen some sort of use in us, fair play Great to have AIB on board
1: Say that again there James 11 good episodes in Oh, well, there you go. Maybe, maybe that's the coincidence.
2: Maybe it's the James O'Donoghue touch. No one touches with a badge, foul Until O'Donoghue came on board, like look at him there, the money man.
0: AIB, but putting it up. Or maybe it was the fact.
1: <laughs> maybe it was the facts that Paddy Andrews finally let rip on life with the Dubs and went viral last week. Paddy, did you feel the pressure? Over two hundred and fifty thousand people watched that yarn last week. Michael Darren McCauley catching you out.
2: I actually thought everyone in the country had heard that story before. Mick McCauley told that on TV. Many, I think the year it came out, yeah, he was on a, was on a TV like show. Either. No, no, he's put me on the spot, but uh, I swear to God, my phone was happening. Yeah, it was. <laughs> from, from that guy, it was all different WhatsApp groups. we going, is this legit? And I was like, yeah, unfortunately it is. So it just took nine years for the, for the truth to come out. There you go. But glad the listeners enjoyed it. Yeah, and maybe that's why... The sponsors are queuing up now, is it? Yeah, that's we get a good story every week now, do we?
1: Yeah, that's it. The pressure's on James O'Donoghue this week to deliver. Surely the lads in Kerry have a good
2: drinking story. Or maybe oh, not. I can can guarantee they do.
0: We were far better behaved. I, be- I believe that. Maybe I- you should have around for a
2: few points, He's might have be beaten us
0: once. <laughs> oh, that's a low blood. No, yeah, to be fair, probably. But you have to, you have to enjoy it. I think it is it is getting a bit to the stage you now where teams aren't even going out and join the their successes like I think it is going a bit more like that, do you think I think so. I think that's the feel around the place that it's just not as i i I always think that the team gets way closer together after a couple of those stories like you probably had a joke about that story every night for a couple of months, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not great
2: when you're the butt of the joke, but, but yeah, no, I do. I hear you. I hear you.
0: The best part of it by a mile was when he goes, Oh, that's my sister, Barge Pastor. We're out the back. I love that, and I know you toned it down for us last
2: week as well, Paddy. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There's right. some young listeners on the pod as well, lad. You have to be cognizant of that. True, that's pretty. The true. worst part is me going back up the second time, it's like not actually copying it, I'm still not copying it. I promise I'm not. I'm not normally that stupid, but uh, yeah. Well, link had been taken. <laughs> well done.
1: That's why it was worth it. And we're not going to live on past glories here in the football pod because we have oh. the entire championship to look forward to this week. We're having a look at the opening weekend. We're going to look at the provincials. Pick out some players to watch, some teams to watch. Um Before we get into that, though, it was a very, very, very busy weekend of sport. Paddy Andrews, surely you were glued to the couch all weekend watching Kerry win Division Two. Aho James, and Mead winning the Division One title,
2: lads, (laughs) with an absolute shambles of a (laughs) schedule over the weekend. What happened? Oh yes, I could say Thursday, Friday. It was actually we were away in Limerick with a a college thing, funnily enough, networking college events with our MBA, and there was. A night out. And James, I can absolutely confirm you're become a lot closer with your classmates when you've been on a night out in Limerick. So we're away Thursday Friday, but but watched a bit of the golf with the iPad with me. Saturday, watch the golf. Boy God, every shot all day. I started off Saturday, not great. I said I'd watch Man United and that was the first mistake. Back that was on. always gonna always gonna be disaster. But I was, I was watching the golf and like this is gonna be phenomenal. But I had to go to a wedding yesterday, that's and look, it was a great day out. I'm going to go on record. It was. It was a great wedding. One of one of my wife's good friends. Okay. But it's also not great when City are playing Liverpool to probably decide the Premier League and the lads are in the mix and the master. So I. Believe it or not, I didn't get to see a lot of sport yesterday. I had a vested interest. I had a few bob and Cameron Smith as well, right from the get-go. Ooh. I was thinking. Well, yeah, it, you
1: told me that Thursday. We were talking. Did, I,
2: and it's him and DJ, they're the two lads I backed. And I was like, I'm right in this here." DJ kind of let me down a good bit. But still, Cameron Smith was fighting the good fight for me. I was following it on Twitter at the wedding, in between some beautiful, beautiful speeches, obviously, of course. Who uh, plans a wedding for Master Sunday? Did you not have the Masters? I, I, I can't comment on that. I can't comment on that. It was a great day out. Was it ideal? No, it wasn't. But I don't want to get anyone in trouble here. But I, it was a, a scheduling conflict, which was disappointing, shall I say.
0: Did you have it on the phone when the speeches were going on? <laughs> I'm not
2: going to make comments for these type of things <laughs> I'm not going to incriminate myself I was bad enough last week it was alright there, there was a good buddy of mine was there at the same table as me uh, Joey O'Brien uh, oh, soccer hey, player uh, yeah yeah involved. I think he's assistant coach with Shells with Duffer oh is he so him and his Duffer, wife he would play the Roberts yeah yeah and West Ham and stuff so he'd be a good friend he's a uh, his wife was very good friends with, with my wife so he was sitting beside me and he he did have it on <laughs> the the city Liverpool game so he was a, he, it was a good man to be sitting beside at the wedding yeah we, we were multitasking okay okay, okay. you rearranged,
0: she- you rearranged the names on the tables to just
2: make sure <laughs> we my wife was trying to sit beside me and was like no 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 I'm, there's something <laughs> on here with Joey we'll like, catch up to you later on
0: table six into table nine to put it upside down <laughs> <laughs> James, you, uh, you had a busy weekend on the sporting field this week? I did, I did. We had a match ourselves on Saturday Ooh. and I watched all the golf and all the <laughs> oh, hold
1: on a second. Paddy <laughs> Andrews, that I've told you before, one of my favourite things about the football pod is the community of listeners that we have developed here. And not a thing in the country goes amiss. Yeah. Not a thing in the country doesn't reach our DMs. So I got mm. a DM
2: on Sunday evening. <laughs> Sent off, was he? How'd you know? Because I that's lads rat me out last year. Yeah, my last act as a GA player today was getting sent off for a row out in scaries. And by god, again, a load of DMs hopping, ask Andrews about getting thrown a few scalps there on Saturday night. Well, wow. get away with it, Jimmy. You're a superstar that, now. I don't know if it yeah. was
1: a Guinea Gilla man who sent it in, but Guinea Gilla. Hi Tommy, please don't forget to ask about James's red card this weekend. Playing for the club, he thought who, he was a certain UFC fighter. I'll who say no sent more. that
0: in? Who sent the
1: name? I'm not going to rat him. I'm not oh, Michael Murphy. Michael, so Michael Murphy. Michael Murphy is his name. <laughs> <laughs> He's got shades on in his profile pic. Gary Scheffler. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. No, I got. I got a red card. It was harsh. Very harsh. Straight very red. red. Straight red. Yeah.
1: Oh. I heard there was a couple of red cards thrown in your game this weekend. Was there feisty? It was
0: one each. No, it was disappointing because, uh, you know, we probably would have won if we stayed with fifteen. But I was just, you know, what happened? We the free, and I went to grab the ball, and next thing, obviously, their fellow went to grab it back off me. And as I took it, then I got a couple of pushes in the back, and I was being thrown around like a ragdoll. Next thing, headlock. I was like, this is this is reckless here. And I kind of just went to push my man in the chest, but he I, I, uh, went down holding his face anyway. And so you're innocent,
2: just to clarify.
0: I would class myself as innocent, but.
2: I did, but just on it, I Jimmy, I, you know, I thought this I is brilliant be, now, having you done a good 10 minutes about keeping your kill last week. I, <laughs>
0: thing. I, wasn't even, I wasn't even angry. Do you know when you see Red Mist? This was just pure, I don't know what it was. It was stupid. Uh, you know, it's, annoying, it's so annoying after the game when you're beaten. Then and it was first half, like so. Ah, kind of, you
2: didn't let just you kind of let everyone down, didn't you? Family, yeah. Yeah. parish, <laughs> the whole lot, yeah, it was, was the, the whole lot. Before. Perfect storm. Do you know what you should do, Tommy? When you're editing this and putting out a clip, put out like a split screen with Jimmy talking about last week <laughs> keeping yes. her cool and Clifford, um, put out the, this, the sob story he's just given us here like the man that... lit the deck and he was making a meal of it. Uh, I heard you took him out Jimmy Tomahawk uh, he, here's he, the most important question
0: roles. are you appealing it? the The appeal process is, is very tricky down here and you have to go in basically with a, with a solicitor if you want to have any chance of getting off
2: so Brozzy. Brazzy's only cross the road. He'll get you off.
0: Brazzy will get me an extra two games. <laughs> He's gross. Oh, sorry. He's gross. Sir. Who is it against? <laughs> Lifetime ban if I brought Brazzy in. Brozzy will get you off that. I'll send
2: him a message there.
0: <laughs> no, I don't know. No, I probably won't appeal it because I'll just take my one or two games.
2: Eh? Okay. All right.
0: It, but yeah, I, I think it's just matches rather than time. But the way it falls, I'll get two matches. So I'll probably get like a month. It'll fall within a month. That's a that's a pain, hard luck. And uh, well, hopefully, you're forgetting three black cards since I joined this pod, and mm-hmm. I'm on a red. I've only got the one.
1: I got a black card in my debut. So, lads, are losing from... discipline. Like this, this podcast has gone to your head. Like, well, I don't know how James can stand in the pulpit now if there's another brawl in the GA and, and start talking about no. And I think we we'll just look to... turn his mic off. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> anyone from <our> man <laughs> Before go... you leave
2: this, I must ask because I was getting this. Was anyone giving you lip about the podcast? Have you got lip uh, when you're playing a match about the podcast yet? Yeah? No, nothing. Did you get lip <laughs> last year, did you? Oh, it's getting a bit when I got. And that row. Because I was uh, I was I'd had enough. I told you. I was, didn't want to be there. And the cheeky little Yours was a late hit, Patty, wasn't it? And did your fifth? Yeah, fist for about the fifth like one of that half. And I was like, I'm actually just not dealing with this one. <laughs> and some lad came in again and tried to do me and he just said, You know what? Well, I haven't thrown a punch since the nineteen eighties. And I said, I'm giving it to this fella now. And that <laughs> kicked off. And I wouldn't mind. I yeah, got about I'm fifteen I out got out. about fifteen punches myself. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> I was a bit after. Straight into the car. Didn't even change. Home for the second half of one of the Euros games. It was great. But there see, we go.
0: The thing. you might do you might have won... Offence in this incident, and you could be on the receiving end of fifteen. 15- oh. I got a right few slaps, like yeah. yeah so now it's uh not
2: So no respect, though. Jimmy. No respect out there. So it happens, young <laughs> guns.
1: <laughs> there, was an int-
2: there was an interesting
1: uh, tweet this week about Kerry Ga. Great to see that Jack O'Connor and his management team have released several members of the Kerry Intercounty and extended panel for club duty today and several more again tomorrow. These lads need, need game time and it benefits Kerry as well. Kiri Abu, hashtag Kerry forever. That's on the live score Kiri page. Live score Kerry page. James, that that must make the games that bit more competitive at league level when county players have been released. But also for the intercounty players that perhaps aren't getting game time
0: this is brilliant yes I, it's not it's definitely not for the benefit of the county league that they're being released it's Jack okay. wanting to get time into these fellas which is a no-brainer for me throughout my career because I had probably a lot of injuries I was always kind of coming back and I needed to get some game time under my belt and we were kind of slow with releasing players to the club but it's so important just to just to be involved in the pressure situation and see the ball and you know be involved again. And like if you're if you're involved in the county panel, you're coming back from an injury, or say you're on the bench for a couple of weeks in a row, hmm. you're in a bit of a rut. Like you're not getting the same intensity out of the weeks going by as the fellas who are getting all the minutes on the field. So they have to be sent back to the clubs. I think it was a big thing for me. I used to always argue go back to the club, even if it is a slightly lower standard. You
1: you had those like, conversations
0: with management before? I would have, yeah. I would and have what happened. happened? Are they shut down? Well, the argument is, when you're coming back from an injury, which was kind of my situation, usually it was this, a uh, training session is more controlled, so they can say, you might be struggling a bit here, step out, whereas hmm. you're not going to do that in a game situation. Um, and as well, it was a case of the standard inside in this panel is higher than a county league match. So mm. you can see the argument, but there's nothing like maybe the butterflies of a match going through the warm up and getting a few balls and a few hits that you're not going to get in a, in getting a training. Your hand,
1: getting your hands in, yeah. Well, Michael McMullen, um, journalist up north with Gaelic Life, tweeted that on the topic of county panelists playing a few games for clubs, here are a few numbers. Players that have started at least six National Football League games this year. Derry had 13. Antrim Tyrone, from Cabin had 11. Denigal and and had 10. Armagh 8 and Down at 6. So there's a hell of a lot of players. If you take it, there's about 40 players in each of those panels. There's a hell of a lot of players that aren't getting many much game time at all. Paddy, would this have ever have been a conversation in Dublin camp?
2: Yeah, we, we always did this. Is this not... Or, 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 some, some counties, counties, not some counties do, but some counties don't. We always would have had this, hundred uh, percent. If you're like, if you're not in the top twelve players in a squad, that are playing every minute of every game, we were all sent back for club games. Everyone, you need games, like, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Now, like, if you're if you were like like Fenton or James McCarthy who played every minute of every game, they wouldn't have played a lot because they didn't need games. And then it's a very different conversation where it's about managing your load and there's no need for you to go back mm. and run the risk of maybe playing a game and getting a bang or getting a knock or whatever. But for, for everyone else, oh ah, yeah. Like we would have had a lot of things. Dublin, a lot of our games were Saturday nights in the National League. And Croker with floodlights and all that stuff started coming in. And the league, club league games on the Sunday morning. And we would have had, I'd have been in squads with Dublin in the early parts of the league. Where I might come on for 15 minutes in Croker on the Saturday night and you wouldn't get a whole pie, wouldn't do a whole pie, but you play the next morning. You play the really? club match the next morning. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. would have been all, I thought everyone kind of did this. You it's need matches. You not just have 40 lads in the squad. Lads getting no games with the squad and then still not being allowed to go back and play club yeah, It happens. happens in a lot what? of counties. No. How
0: does that make sense? Come on. You you who's making you cards need like you that? Need to fix Ridiculous. Day. You say you had a lot of games on a Saturday night.
2: No, all our games were Saturday nights, yeah. So it worked for us. We club league games on Sundays and
0: Like Kerry could be going to Armagh on a Sunday morning. So if you're a number 24 on the panel, you're not going to be released for, say, a Saturday no. club game. And you're also travelling up and down to Armagh not getting mm. a game. Another week. Gone. Yeah, that, that
2: would yeah, that wouldn't have worked. That Both. that's
0: where it is tricky, but I mean they can they can probably work it a bit better than that. But
2: yeah But, but for the twenty four Jimmy that, that are in the squad, there's like say there's probably twelve other lads there that aren't in the squad for the Kerry Armar match on the Sunday, they should be playing on the Sabbath. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent.
1: Yeah, for like for, for like for Kerry this time, Kerry don't have a match for four or five weeks when the league final finish. So it's mm. great to see that they did release them, but for some counties, they're out now in two weeks or three weeks. So, I don't know. Is there an argument there? That, there's, there's a funny thing
2: on this. A, 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 a classmate of mine, and we were, chatting, we were actually having this conversation in a, in a lovely Limerick bar last Thursday night. Uh, Brian Hogan, uh, the old Kenny hurling captain. Centre man, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A great man. Great man to have in your group in class as well. Very smart fella. And we were having a chat about this over at Hugh Guinness. And I don't know how it came up. But Cody, obviously, with Kenny was nearly... the He sent like, everyone back to the club all their players, not whether, whether you're a star player or not, Shefflin, all these guys, go back with the club and play well with the club. Mm. Like, you put a responsibility on them that, don't be going back there taking ticking a box. You need to perform there. And like, they're one of the best teams ever. And that's how they worked it. That there was like, everyone, you get more and more out of matches, whether you've played 10 games with the Kenny and you've played every minute or you're your number 30 on the panel. That was Cody's approach to it and worked pretty well for him. <laughs> um, so it's that an interesting take look it comes down yeah. to the managers and stuff like that but but you've got to I agree with James 100% you need, matches bring you on even if it's a slightly lower standard the, you go out you just get, get your eye in you're probably getting a bit of lip off because you're the county player and you're probably getting a bit of rough treatment so it just get you into the game you mm. kick a couple of scores you get your confidence up can't be games, lads, even except if it's a slightly lower standard. But that's, that would have been our approach with Dublin, yeah. yeah, It seems like
1: in, in, in counties like Mayo, that's not happening. Now Mayo are out in two weeks, less than two weeks. They're playing um, Galway in the Championship. Obviously, the GA trials have been in a club month before, but the, it's been changed now around. It's a split season now. We don't know how that's going to work out. In Monaghan, they play starred club games, league games, where uh, county players are released for specific fixtures. And those games are worth an extra two points, I think. So, oh. if you, yeah, yeah. Well, it, and it's a system that seems to work really well. Oh, now, Monaghan, and Monaghan, it's actually Monaghan club football is so competitive. Their league is actually linked to their championship. I'm not sure if many counties are like this. It definitely wasn't the way in need. Um, But your league is, is linked to your championship and has a huge uh, yeah. um, impact on your championship. Yeah. So it's Monaghan have always been quite forward thinking in that regard. James, just it's interesting hearing you on this, like, because it does stand out that maybe the last three years of your intercounty career were punctured with injuries and trying to get back and trying to get yourself right. You step away last summer and you go straight back in with the club. Yeah. Were you just mad
0: for game time? Were you just mad to play ball? Were you, had you felt oh, like you went stale? I just, I couldn't remember the last time I played. I just wanted to play. I was like, no, that's it. I have to, I have to just get a game in and straight away it was like a weight off the shoulder. It was like just a release of, oh, thank God, you know, just being involved in a, in a team again, where you're actually contributing. It's, it's so important. And I always see fellas that are around the, the 20 to the 30 numbers of the panel. They just slowly go down, down, down their level, you know, even their, their confidence, their mentality just goes down because they get a bit comfortable in that position. They know they're probably not going to make the team. They're not going back to their club, so they just go fall into this soft space it's It's so dangerous, and it happens to a couple of fellas every year, and um I think it would just be stopped if they were just made play play games constantly.
1: jeez, yeah, I don't envy that falling into that soft space and you can see
0: it happening you yeah, would say say you're you're uh cornerback oh, I can easily see it happening yeah yeah and you're you're marking the same fella maybe every night maybe you've different two fellas you're marking um you know them inside out you know the fella kicking in the ball in training you know what he's going to do you might have a good center back in front of you who's covering space you know and you're suddenly just kind of operating at about 70% getting through the training sessions autopilot you go play a match you go play a match then and you're all over the place mm. so Playing that's, the matches, I think, is, is the message for me. You heard,
1: you heard it there from the football pod. Okay, well, look, that's, that's interesting. I just thought that would be an interesting one to put to the 2E. And it's interesting that the 2E had different experiences of that as well. So um,
2: Just to clarify, you never, like, it was never a great sign if you were sent back to the club. Really? <laughs> you're always hoping, yeah, yeah, because it's like, it means you're, obviously you obviously weren't playing a lot. Like, yeah, yeah. you're always like, Jim would come over and barb around the shoulder and go, you, No, you've done enough, you're playing, you don't need to go back to the club. And you're looking around and he's had that conversation with maybe Cluxton and Fenton and Kilkenny. And if you're in that bracket, you know you're in business. <laughs> Otherwise, it's like, Do you know what? You should go back there and play a few games at the club. You're thinking, This fella thinks I'm. Well. Bro, so, oh. <laughs> when you're when you're hearing
1: when you're hearing that from Jim Gavin, you're 28, 29. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, that's never a good place to be. <laughs> is your stomach sinking like when you know he's coming over to tell you that? Is that like when you're 18 yeah, again? No, you, know, you're, you, know you so, never had that as a kid.
2: Uh, it, did you? it didn't matter what age you were. If you were getting that shot off Jim, it means you obviously weren't. You weren't the first name on the team. She so put it that way. But that's like I would. Loads of us would have had these conversations. Like, say the majority of our panel, because there was probably seven or eight guys who would have played all the games in the league. Mm. We go back, you go well with the club, and then you just you get back into the team. Was it? It's definitely in terms of the benefit that'll it give you from playing those games. I don't know about the club months. We, like we would originally stuck to that. Yeah. We would have looked forward to that, that. That there was no real contact with Dublin for April. And it was great. You go back and play two rounds of the club championship. You play a league game in it as well. And usually play the challenge game of the club the first week you went back because mm. your county players come back in. You wouldn't have played much with them to that point. So you used to get four games in that month and have a total break with Dublin. Now, you knew when you come came back in May, it was all in. Flat to the mat, nearly like a pre-season again. But we would have stuck to that. Like, would you use it on that, Jimmy?
0: Yeah, they, they put club championship on for us that time. So we had... Yeah. Like the majority of a championship on there, so yes. Yeah. But it stops you from kind of being a bit, getting a bit ahead of yourself as well. If you like, if you're not showing the face of the club for months on end, it's not a great sign. Like you know, I think it keeps fellas grounded as well, where they're they're still going to the club and tipping in with them, playing the odd match and yeah, showing up training. I think that's important as well. Yeah, yeah. Interesting stuff, lads.
1: Um, Fair enough. You are listening to. Episode 12 of the Football Pod with Paddy Andrews and James O'Donoghue. I'm Tommy Rooney. And just to give you a heads up on what we're going to be chatting about over the next hour or so, we're bringing you our big championship preview. We're going to rattle through some of the games that are on this weekend, the three championship games, and also the four provincial championships and pick out some games to watch, players to watch, and teams to watch. Um, We're going to give a couple of shout-outs this week. And we are going to take some Football Pod questions from our listeners uh, who have sent in some really good stuff this week and then we're going to finish up with a couple of fantasy football questions because the Championship Fantasy Football League has been
2: released <laughs> Bailey come on stop it um, put him out. with my little guy here hammering the window here I'll take I'll take I'll my, him as well I can't I'm, even let
1: him in I'm on my own with Bailey just today so I take my ad break in one second uh, so that's all coming up on the Football Pod with Paddy Anders and James Dunhu we're going to be back right after this alright you're very welcome back to the football pod with Paddy Andrews and James O'Donoghue the championship is upon us championship 2022 is getting underway this Saturday afternoon with Fermanagh Throne in the Ulster preliminary round the All-Ireland champions are out that's a tricky test to have first time up you've lost six members of your panel there's doubts about Peter Hart's availability Underwent surgery last week, I think, for a, an appendix issue. So, Tyrone, what do you reckon, Paddy? Are they in a spot of bother, or do you think that you saw enough signs towards the end of the league? We saw the likes of Darren McCurry hitting some good form. Conker Patrick, major team of the league. Lion Morgan had a decent league. Have you seen enough from McGeary and Myler to say that they're back in All Ireland form, the uh, form that brought them there? In, not? In,
2: in what context? Are we talking about this Saturday alone? They're not a bother for this Saturday. They're okay. going to win that game. Okay. Come on. And all we're trying to sell is start the championship. They're going to beat Fermanagh. And you can take that to the bank. Uh, to all my Fermanagh friends, apologies. But um, did I see enough from Toronto? I think it is the most competitive provincial championship. There's no two ways about it. I think there's realistically, there's probably six teams that could win this, that will have mm-hmm. genuine eyes on winning this championship, the Ulster Championship. Uh, Toronto, obviously, one of them. Um, they have not got near their, uh, their levels of last year. Um, I think that's that's clear. Some of their key players have not got to the levels of, of, of last year as well. Um, and that's going to be the challenge. And to be fair, to, to Jimmy highlighted this in week one. I think it was one of his first <laughs> outlandish comments that they were going to be up against it because the season is. So this is the start of the championship, and the league only finished two weeks ago. I think they they were starting to get back towards their peak. And it was obvious. They, Toronto are a completely different team when their key players are on form. And the key players, I'm breaking down those four, Myler, McCurry, McGeary, and Peter Hart. um, When those guys are on form, Toronto are a serious, serious team. When they're off, they're very very ordinary and you can see that throughout the league. Peter Hart would be a loss for for Saturday but look I think they'll get through that even if he wasn't to make it. Um but they 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 look they haven't got near the levels they got to last year in, in yeah. Ireland as of yet. But if you remember like they started pretty slow in last year's Ulster Championship as well and they got better with every single game. dispatched the Cavan and Healy Park and just got better and better and better every single game they play throughout the Championship that's what, what Fergal Logan and Brian Deaver are going to be looking to again yes they've lost five or six guys off the panel how many of them realistically would have made the starting team I don't think any how Many of them would have seen game time okay maybe one or two Turner McCann and the likes of that but if they're going to go back and win the Ulster Championship this year they need I think those four guys McGeary and Myler haven't gotten near the levels yet that saw them really outstanding players in the mixed Player of the Year last year those guys, Peter Hart and McCurry, are going to need to be at their best. But and they're not we haven't seen it so far today.
1: Yeah. They're so coming up against the Fermanagh side in and a skillin and Brewster Park on Saturday afternoon. Kieran Donnelly, it's his first year in charge. They failed to get out of division three this year. They were in the mix. They still had a shot towards the last day. Sean Quigley, as always, they're still reliant on Quigley for the scores. I think Darren McGurn was another one of their players. A lot of a lot of people this week actually given out that Sean Quigley wasn't in our division three and four team middle league. So, listen, Quigley shot the lights out, but ultimately Fermanagh didn't get promoted. Uh, Declan McCosker is our captain. Looks like he could be back this weekend. Fermanagh are looking to cause a massive upset here. They're looking to beat the All-Ireland champions. (laughs) Paddy was pretty adamant there, James, that Tyrone aren't going to get caught this week. As he said, you christened them relegation candidates in one of your first acts as a host of the football pod. What would you like to christen them at the beginning of the championship here?
0: <laughs> no, I, you know, I can't get a read on them at the moment. I agree with Paddy. They haven't hit the heights, obviously, right? But we always say about Tyrone, will they circle the wagons and get back at it and get that just that little bit of an ignition, just that bit of a flame at the start of a championship where they zone in on something? I don't think we'll see the best of them against Fermanagh, realistically. I don't think that's going to be the game that will get them fired up as much. I just, you know, I just, I'm waiting for them to catch fire. I don't think that's going to be the one. I thought that it might have been the day down in Killarney in the league. But although they played excellently that day, they didn't play with the absolute hat-to-win, do-or-die mentality even that day. Which gives me hope for them because the fact they didn't have that and they still came out on top in Killarney was a huge win for them mm. um, but what they need is they need to get championship minutes into McShane they need to get him right same with McKenna same with Matty Donnelly like these fellas need to really put the foot to the mat now and get at it for them we, we, you were you were pretty disappointed with McShane on, on you, Jason
1: Foley you felt fairly clean them that day in Killarney even though Tron won
0: yeah I think Jason Foley is one of the toughest draws now as a, as a full forward Um he's going to have you for pace. Um, so you're probably relying on good quality ball going into you. And a lot of that ball was probably going to McCurry okay. because he was, he was on fire that day, but McShane didn't look his brilliant best. He looked a bit, you know, cumbersome, just a mm. bit off in terms of sharpness. So the only way to get that back is to work hard and get the minutes in and championship, you know, when it's on the line, that could be where he throws over three or four points and gets back at it. I can't see anyone from Fermanagh having the marking ability that Jason Foley has uh, it'll have to be more of a kind of team mm-hmm. ethic team orientation to get bodies back but if McShane swings over a few this weekend it could be the start of his season
2: but on that James those three guys you mentioned they were they played a massive role in Thoreau winning the All-Ireland last year Yeah, Conor McKenna Matty Donnelly kicked into gear I think it was really a dirty goal game wasn't it Tommy yes that, that, that well. Murphy, Murphy got sent down. Murphy got sent That game and then the skill went when Tyrone kind of, they took out Donegal and that nearly pushed them on. That, you could see the confidence they got from that. And Maddie Donnelly in particular. Um, but himself, McShane and McKenna, we we haven't really seen any from, no. throughout the National League. McShane's probably played the most minutes because I think Tyrone are aware that the, he's had a bad injury and he needs to get back up to get up to speed and get that sharpness back and, and he hasn't been able to do that just yet. Um, McKenna and, and Maddie Donald, we haven't really seen much of it at all. No. So obviously maybe if there's injuries there in the background or or they're not going well in training, I'd be surprised because they, they were so influential last year. That, and particularly, like you say, the depth of our panel has been depleted in terms of numbers-wise. They'd be looking... Like if Throne are going to try and went back-to-back all orders there are three guys they need to get up to speed along with... They're, they're established guys they like some Myler and McGeary and things like that as well. But yeah. um, I think they'll be all right this weekend. If they get through that, then they play Derry in, in an Ulster quarterfinal. They'll need to be up to speed for that one, most certainly. But uh, I think they, they should manage this Saturday without too many hiccups.
1: Yeah, so the, the Ulster Championship looks like Fermanagh-Turon in the preliminary quarterfinal on the 16th of April. And then we're into the quarterfinals. So Antrim faced Cavan on the 23rd. That is in Corrigan Park. Antrim have retained home status for that game, which is a massive win for them. Donegal are playing Armagh. We still have no word on whether Armagh's stars are going to be suspended for that game. I think they're in the process of appealing it. That may come out now in the middle of the week while this Football Pod episode has been released. Donegal have decided against appealing Neil McGee's and Orr McFadden-Ferry's red cards from that brawl after the game. Monaghan versus Down is the third quarter final. That is on the 30th of April. And as you mentioned, Paddy Derry will play the winners of Firmana Tyrone. Can we just stick on Tyrone for another couple of minutes? Because, oh yeah, Paddy, I'd I'd like to get your thoughts. I would have thought you would have thought it was a bigger deal coming from a a squad. And we've heard bits and pieces about how important the A versus B games were for Dublin and the depth that you guys had in that journey to six in a row. It was imperative. It was so important. And. Yeah. You Know I, I mentioned for a couple of weeks ago there were snippets in Bernard Brogan's book where he spoke about the ferocity of it. You've spoken to us before about um how players cut their teeth there and how important it was mm. and what it was like even being on the B side, going up against the A side towards the latter end of your career. Killer B's, Darren, yeah. Darren McCurry was speaking about this a couple of weeks ago. And I'm just wondering now if if one team could get a chip in their shoulder and turn it into something positive, could get a siege mentality, it's Tyrone. Last year we saw it. I think they turned that hammering and in Killarney into something that they put in their back pocket. The whole fallout around COVID and everyone, you know, asking them questions and finding out what was going on and why everything was being delayed. I feel like they might have might have battened down the hatches a wee bit there and that might have gelled them as a group as well. Um, Darren McCurry was talking about this a few weeks ago and he was very surprised with the players that called it quits. Lee Brennan, Tierney McCann, Mark Bradley, Ronan O'Neill, Q Pat McGeary and Michael Cassidy. Paul Donahue has now been added to that list, a player who played for 10 minutes in the All Ireland final last year made his debut last year, kicking 10 points against Donegal in the league. If I was one of those boys in the 26, my frame of mind, this is Darren McCurry, my frame of mind would have been let's go back and try to do something that no other team in Tyrone has done. Let's try and win a back to back. I just felt that I was maybe, what way would you put it, an easy decision for some of those boys to walk away, where maybe they were thinking a wee bit more about themselves than the Tyrone team and the people of Throne. Now, before we go any further... I don't need to go any further. That is
2: cold. That should, is ice cold. We should
1: mention that wow. Darren McCurry himself walked away from the Throne panel in 2018. He put it down and said it was one of the toughest decisions he ever had to make in his life. He said he was entirely disillusioned with a lack of game time back then, and he had lost all his confidence playing under Mickey Hart. Now, it's a fascinating interview. While well, we're listening to it, there's so many good bits in it. But that bit... Itself stood out to me, and it was picked up in a couple of papers as well. It was about a month ago on the GA Social Podcast. But Paddy, do you think that's something that will Teron will turn into a positive? Because you know Lee Brennan a player who broke through on the rage. There's been a lot of a lot expected of him. He had a couple of really good leagues. He had a big impact yeah. at eighteen. Uh, Tierney McCann, as we know, is someone. Yeah. Even coming off the bench can bring so much punch. Mark Bradley is somebody who. Mark Bradley been- started the
2: final last year. Yeah, it's Manu. Yeah. Ronald. No, I liked Mark Bradley. He was the type of player they didn't really have. Yeah. Um, well, like Derek Hannaford is probably there now, so mm. probably an upgrade. Uh, go to Mark Bradley. See Derek Hannaford's a similar type of player, but maybe just a little bit better. Um, that's pretty cold from a curry, though, isn't it? Scott, thinking about it yourselves, lads. Well, I do, do want. I wonder Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But- <laughs> See you later. <laughs> what you uh, so what's the question. Do, do I think it will impact them? Would they rather have no, them no, or I'm, not? I'm asking
1: you, I'm asking you, can they turn it into a positive in the group? In, sure, in, look, when to, you're like. in the when you're in the bubble, when you're in that circle, I know you didn't oh, do yeah. it. I know you didn't do it for Jack McArory, or, or maybe you did in a different way, but when they walked away, but like can the lads turn around and say, Look at this is what we have. We are together. They weren't ready to commit to us. For, for different reasons all for different reasons I think I think one of them definitely retired um, could have been can retired, McCann no McC- Cassidy or, or McGeary maybe retired maybe McCann retired as well i have to check that but there were all different reasons okay. why the lads stepped away um, but I'm wondering now for the group that are there the Tyrone group that are there they're going to do something that no Tyrone team has ever done one back to back how can they turn six of their teammates walking away seven into a positive
2: I'd say they would have had a conversation about it at the time and that was it. I don't think that that's something they're going to be dwelling on. They can't afford to dwell on it. I know in our situation, players were there or not there for different reasons. It's kind of like, okay, they're not here. Would you rather have them or not? Yeah, it would be great if they were, but they're not. So you just move on with it. And I don't think Fergie Logan and Brian Dewar are going to be talking about this on a weekly basis coming into the Fermanagh game or if they get over that going into the Derry game. I think the lads would say they're not with us. They haven't committed like, I mean, we don't we like we don't know the ins and outs of this. Some of these players might have just been dropped. Some of the players might have walked away themselves. We don't, whatever personal circumstances there might be, we don't know the ins and outs. So I'd say at the time, there might've been a conversation that these guys are not with us and that can bring unity into the group. It's an opportunity for younger players or other players outside the squad that listen, there's now six or seven slots up for grabs. We need some energy from you guys. I always think, there needs to be some sort of freshening up after success. Um, we would have had it a lot with, with with our teams when we won in All-Ireland that you, you couldn't have the exact same 15 going out all the time. Or even if it was one or two changes, yes, you might have the main core of guys there, but things need to be freshened up to keep the show on the road. So look, I, I don't think it's that big an issue for tomorrow, genuinely. And, and these things can get blown out of proportion if you're looking at it and it was, turns around and it was a Darren McCurdy that walks away, or a Matty Donnelly, or one of our really main, main guys, then you're thinking, geez, that's a that's an interesting one, all right. But I'd say they would have had a conversation about it. It's parked. They're not with yeah. us. We yeah. cannot afford to dwell on these things. And I'd, I'd be amazed if thrown were. They've too much on their plate, and they still have so much quality in their team going forward. So I, I don't think this is a massive issue at all, to McShane was talking about
1: it. Um, I think around the same week and he said the way I would look at it is some of the lads that stepped away would be very competitive Gaelic footballers and they've done a lot for Tyrone over the last number of years everybody has personal issues in life and different things that you have to deal with and things that come along the way that maybe means you might have to step away or you have to do this or that but I've no doubt that if these boys had stayed this year we would have been in a much he- more healthier position competition within the team would have been serious so like that was back in March so James I'd, I'd love to get your thoughts on this and then we'll move on from Tyrone. Um, like, Do you think that's something that they can...
0: I don't know. I don't know what way I'm trying to phrase this question now. I just... You're trying to say, <laughs> trying to... <laughs> trying to say can they spin it positively? And it's their own thing where they spin it, everyone's kind of against us and we'll get tighter. Exactly. They can, but the thing... I just have to relate it back to, obviously, if it was to happen in the carriage restaurant. When someone walks away, it's like, whoa. So... What happened there? It is a topic. Second fella walks away you're crying and going, Whoa, six fellas walking is a lot. Look
2: like, oh, at Jimmy staring the fire. He has an throne Look at him.
0: <laughs> no, I'm just saying that that in terms of the player group is a big turnover. If you have to let seven fellas go and seven new fellas come in at at one time, that is a big turnover. And those seven fellas that we named out, like they—they they were playing. They were kind of probably big characters in the group, mm. so they'll probably sweep it and say, "Look, it's not an issue." But looking at it from a player's point of view, I think that that would have been very surprising and disappointing for those players. And McCurry's right. Back to back would have been unbelievable. You know, get on board for that back to back chance. Um, the thing, shorter season as well to commit for. Exactly, shorter season, but. Mm. I know myself. Look, if you're not in the right mind frame, or you're not, you don't feel right in your body or in your position. But like, you're probably better off out of there. But six of them probably aren't in that situation. You, but the thing you, you did it like, you, like Kerry.
1: Realistically, uh, everyone would have felt like Kerry had a shot at winning the All Ireland last year, and you stepped away in the
0: middle of, of the season. I did, I did, I did, but I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> fit to contribute. To, but you're in, you're in the panel. Yeah, but it's. I was in the panel. Yeah. Okay. Uh, were, I mean, you involved, were you involved in
1: A versus B games at that stage or were you still out?
0: Yeah, no, I was involved in them. But I was at an age where there was other fellas knocking on the door and I had to be given another chance another chance, do you know what I mean, to get fit. I was like, I'm just, I was at a different stage. Mm. I was just a hindrance to myself even. So that was different. These fellas are, are playing.
1: Yeah, well, like, by, yeah. like, McCann is the same age as you, books, like, you're both. I forget sometimes that
2: James, you're just young. we look, we look very young, I know that. But.
1: James is forever twenty five. You're what, thirty one, James? I'm twenty eight no. Paddy, you're are you 30, <laughs> are you even thirty three, Paddy? Like the wolf, the wolf is only thirty three. Wolf is only young, like. Um... Do you know, like, like, and I, I completely get it. It just, yeah. So I think they're all the at different thing.
2: I'd say, all right, and you don't know this, I don't think there's much come out about it, but it's an unbelievably personal decision to make, right? And, and you can, yes, game time is obviously one of the most <laughs> crucial elements of it. That it's If you're not getting it, maybe it makes decisions easier. Or if you are getting it, it makes it harder to step away. But it's, each player has their own stuff going on. And they, they're in their own stage in their career, on the pitch, their own professional career, outside of that, their own family life. It's Players don't have... This is, at the bottom line, beneath it all, you're volunteering to play here. Mm. There's massive time that goes into it. And maybe some of the throne guys were there and they go, I've done this for a number of years. We got to the mountaintop, we won the All-Ireland and I've had enough. We don't know that. And each player is different. I would have always said it, my own experience with it, i never seen it as a chore, ever. All the sacrifices and all that stuff was like more than happy to do it. But when it gets to the stage where it is a bit of an ache and you're going, I have a lot going on here with work and college and all this type of stuff, then you know, and you can kind of just know yourself. You make sense, you know, I'm not actually enjoying this. And once, once you get that into your head, it's very hard to continue doing it. Yeah. because you, you, you can bring that into the group you try and hide that but you're, you spend so much time in the group lads can see it straight away going, this fella's not right you're, you're not you're not getting the best out of it yourself and and I agree with James you can nearly become a hindrance and that's the last thing any, any player wants to do so whatever the six or seven guys that aren't there now we don't know the ins and outs behind it we don't know was it a big mass walkout or the fallout with the coaches Doesn't, we yeah. don't know what it was but like like players have the right to make those decisions and and. Yes, the comments by McCurry and McShane would suggest that mm, maybe the lads, the players that remain aren't overly impressed with the guys walking away. But that's it. Like, well, it's done. Get on with it. Focus on, on, on the other things. And We'd expect our own to, to, to do that. They're, they're an experienced group. They're all champions. And the coaches definitely are, are experienced. These things happen in sport. Yeah. So I don't think it's a massive deal. Um. But I just I think you always have to be cognizant that this is a choice for the players, and if someone doesn't want to be there, it's not a stick to beat them with. It's like, okay, that's your choice. Move on. It's an opportunity for someone else.
0: Just, just in terms of quality, fair enough. Dublin, when you were there, had an outrageous array of talent, but most teams will probably have seventeen or eighteen to twenty, mm-hmm. right? Take six away. It affects it affects your, It affects your training. It affects your matchups. It affects you actually practicing a drill or a or a sequence or that kick out they were doing. It affects everything to do with the with the planning. You're now practicing something with lower quality, lower intensity, and I think it is it is it, 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 it would make an issue. I wouldn't criticize the players for walking away, but what I would say is it definitely would affect the players left. And it would affect the training sessions and their preparation this year.
1: Yeah, I think at the outset of the year, oh. even
2: from them this weekend, Jimmy. So what you're saying? No, I, 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 don't, I don't. <laughs> think, <laughs> think they
0: just they've just had enough time now to get over there. Uh, yeah. All Ireland winning holiday. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No, no. I think that's all. I think that's already interesting. I just think sitting at the All Ireland final last year and looking at Tyrone's matchday panel. They didn't have Richie Donnelly or Ronald Neal in the panel. Um, and like they, they did have an unbelievable amount of depth. They had developed it. They had brought through younger players. Um, they didn't and have just Richie Donnelly it. either. No. and just didn't make the panel for the day. 99% sure he didn't. I, I, okay. I don't yeah, know. I think that's true. Yeah. I think that's so true, like, right? that depth that they had, we, we all kind of slept on throwing a little bit. They came from nowhere to win that All-Ireland in ways. Not nowhere, but, like, you know, um, but going for that historic back-to-back, it's a blow right let's get through the rest of Ulster can I get a player to watch James from Ulster a player that you're looking forward to seeing in action in the Ulster Provincial Championship doesn't necessarily have to be the star of the show
0: just a player that you want to watch I was between two for this and they're both Tyrone actually Uh, I know we've talked about them already but
2: (laughs) you can't let it go Jimmy can you
0: (laughs) Just Tyrone's test at the moment. Oh, he's freaked. <laughs> <laughs> Canavan. Yes. Peter. No. <laughs> Darren Canavan, right? I'm oh, sorry, yeah. Or this is the one I'm actually going to go for. Canavan, I parked. I think that he, he, had a, he had an excellent league. But I think if Tyrone are going to do anything, they need to get McShane right, as we mentioned already. So he is the fella that I'm watching to see has he gotten back up to his very high standard and is extremely high level to take this Tyrone team forward. Mm. Or is he still in the getting back there phase? Um And he won't hit those heights this championship. If he doesn't hit them, I don't think they'll, they'll rattle the All-Ireland. If he does, I think they have a great shot. So I think that because of his importance to the Tyrone team, I know he's not an up and coming player, but is there that many coming through, you know, you're saying like newbies or anything. So there isn't that many. I think that he is someone that they need to get right. That's interesting. And i and Derek Hanavan.
1: Were you impressed with him that night in Ernie you had spoken about him the last day? No, somebody
0: I wasn't T- Tom Sullivan beat him, beat him comfortably, but Tom Sullivan is also a very hard draw. So it'd be interesting to see how he, how he comes on from that. He would have got um, a lot of information off that, off that tussle. Okay. And he hasn't had trouble with anyone else he's marked, to be fair to him. Mm. He's creating goal chances. He's scoring points. He had a great league. So he's one to watch, but I think they'll rely more on McShane.
1: So the two fellas who had the biggest impact off the bench for Tyrone this year, they're the lads that you want to see in this ultrasound. That's, that's really interesting. Like McShane and, Mac- and Canavan.
0: Off the bench both, last year. Off
1: last year, sorry. Yes. They both had huge impacts off the bench last year. You want to see them in action this year. Paddy, yes. can I get your players to watch?
2: Players to watch.
1: Um, just historically on the football pod, whenever I've given Paddy
2: a bit of homework to do. No, 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 no. Okay, all right. Who am we looking forward to watching? I tell you, Ryan McHugh is one. Um, yeah. Donegal. Up, are on one, Donegal yeah. The Donegal Armagh match is a massive thing because they're on. The, they're on the other side of the draw. Whoever wins that, no disrespect, but a little bit of disrespect. Whoever wins that is going to be in the Ulster final. Um. I know everyone's that I actually think will win the Ulster Championship. Um, and I think Armagh intrigued me because they've been steadily growing. McGuini's been there for a long time and they've been building, building, building. And they've gone through nearly every phase of, of building into a serious team. They consolidated Division 1 status last year. They started off like a house on fire this year in Division 1. They're a, a well-established Division 1 team now. But they actually haven't had a big championship win at all. Despite their league forming really good, one of the most exciting teams to watch, they need to win a big championship game in Ulster. And if they win in two weeks' time against Donegal, I expect them to go on and get to an Ulster final and probably win it. So it's massive for them. But on the other side, with Donegal, we know how important Murphy is. Like, <laughs> Murphy is, like, I would say, he's arguably the most important player to a team in the country. That if he's not playing well, Donegal are like, they're nowhere near being in the mix. We expect uh, he will be in the mix because it, it just didn't work out when there was a frustrating championship from last year. He's always going to be there to get scores. But a key thing for, for Donegal is Ryan McHugh. He is a massive, massive, massive player for them. And they have struggled over the last number of years in the championship because he's been taken out of games. We've seen Declan Bonner trying to, the, when they bet uh, Theron in the league that evening, putting him in a full forward just somewhere trying to find a position for him because they know how important he is. And if Ryan McHugh was taken out of a game, and I'm thinking with this game in two weeks' time, do our map, Jarlio birds burns on him, someone that just will match him for, for speed, for athleticism, and just take him out of the game. Because, again, he's as important to Donegal. And he's been getting shut down too easily. A brilliant player, but he's been taken out of games, and that is causing Donegal all sorts of hassle. So it's a massive... In that game against Armagh, he needs to have a big game for Donegal to get over the line and he needs to be a key player along with Murphy and McBrity for Donegal to have any chance of getting to where they want to go. So I am actually watching him and how, it's not really him, I suppose, it's how Donegal you use him. Where do they find the spot for him? Where does Declan Bonner play him? That he, he influences games. Because if he does that, he has he has the quality. We know that. But Donegal need to get something out of him. So I'm intrigued by that. And that's side of did it draw. I think that's a massive game. You got Monaghan, Tyrone, Derry, all on the other side of the draw. Whoever comes out of that game, Donegal Armagh, I think is going to have. It sets them up for a big run, not just at the Ulster Championship, but into the All Ireland Series as well. So,
0: yeah,
2: very interesting.
0: We used to match Paul Murphy up with with McHugh. Did he? Like, it's surprising that you can take him out of the game, out around the middle. Like, it's fair that you can say, okay, that corner forward, let's nip him with someone tight and maybe one in front but to take someone out of the game from out in the middle third is very difficult but he yeah. seem to be able to do it
2: yeah it's a strange one we, we didn't actually have we didn't go man to man we would have had that whoever's closest to him
1: well he, he, he made you must- he, he made you pay in 14 didn't he
2: yeah exactly Yeah, <laughs> we definitely didn't have in front of them but, but in later games you would have learned a lot from when was that was the case that whoever is close to this guy and that takes massive communication and kind of everyone being switched on. But we would just kind of, we we dog him. Yeah, <laughs> If you were close to him, uh, I remember being beside him and just merely bear-hugging the fella and he's laughing at me. But that's I was the closest guy to him. And it's, it, it's a massive respect in a way because you know how important he is to them. Yeah. But you're just looking at in the big games over the last two or three years where Donegal have flattered to deceive and everyone's waiting for him to, to kick on. And he, he's so important. And he's just been taken out of games. Like, Murphy gets that treatment as well. And Murphy just, nearly by his force of will, just still influences games. McGrady, to be fair, you agree with James in, in corner forward, it's easier to take guys out of it. And McGrady can be very, very quiet, but still somehow, I'm thinking last year that, that the score he gets against Derry off Christian McKay somehow still manages to make a big play in big moments. Whereas McHugh, it's just, he's not even getting that. You're thinking like Donegal, he he's too important. He has so, to be in the game. Because um, he's going to be like, Armour are going to have a plan for him as well. And, and if he's taken out of that game, I'll be thinking Armael are probably going to beat him. He's that okay. important.
1: That's two very interesting players to watch over the next couple of weeks. For what it's worth, I am keeping an eye on Jack McCarron. No I surprise. The moniker league legend. College, was, college buddy was put
2: yeah, forward yeah. You mentioned him before Bronyism.
1: well, well no, no, more so <laughs> more so for the fact that um he's delivered and saved Monaghan two years in a row in the championship can he now lead them in the league in the league sorry can he now lead them to another Ulster title because he will be the main man Um and that is something while we're watching because <laughs> you're saying that Donegal, Armagh you, you feel like they're going to I know you're being a little bit facetious when you say that they're going to get to the Ulster final and they're going to win it the winners of that game because, who, who do you think will come out the other side? That's the thing. I think we're, I think Monaghan, if Monaghan get through down, yeah. which you'd expect on form, Monaghan are going yes. up against the winners of Tyrone, Fermanagh, and Derry in that other semi final. Like, Monaghan are going to back themselves regardless of who they play in Ulster. Yeah. I just think that that is why the Ulster Championship, we love it. We don't love it so much that I wanted them to stop proposal B in the way that they did,
0: but. We love the Ulster Championship. Um, the and- Ulster Championship is the most emotional of the championships, isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's just—it's almost a case of whoever wants it more will have a great chance of winning because they're all so level. You know, a lot of teams are, are of the same ability, but someone always just gets that little bit of X something extra from somewhere you, to win it. Do you remember we, asked what, what, like are we Caller, what
1: are we? Th- what are we? What are we taking out there, lads? that's the thing we asked Rory Gallagher about it they are targeting the Ulster Championship this year Rory Gallagher yeah. wants to win Ulster he didn't I mean, want to definitely. know he didn't want to know anything about Puzzle B. he didn't no, want to know anything about North an All-Ireland Championship that didn't include the Provincials being the way they are right now
2: I could see Derry beating Tyrone, and then Manahan. You just thought oh going. Managhan and just Manahan Derry would be, I'd like to see Manahan Derry in a semi-final
0: I reckon no, if you came up with if you if you said today who's going to win them, and you sat down again tomorrow, you could have yeah. something
2: different tomorrow. God, I go, Do it quickly,
1: there. Put this on record, right? You've put a lot of predictions on records this week, boys. You, you're, you're yeah, and like we've it. had
2: an absolute catastrophe as well. But just for for the crack for our listeners. Okay, okay. quick fire, right? Toronto, Toronto are going to be for Okay. Yeah. I'm,
0: I'm gonna. Are got going to be Donegal. Okay. Uh, well if Rean O'Neill is suspended there Donegal no 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 he's he's gone. Gone. no, 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 no,
2: no. I don't care about suspensions I'm going off the cuff here Armagh are going to beat Donegal uh, Monaghan are going to beat down. yeah Antrim, Cavan
1: in Corrigan Park and the McGinley's Antrim with Stephen O'Neill as the
2: forwards coach Cavan are going to win that Are are going to beat Cavan and get to the Ulster final Derry are going to beat Tyrone Wow, <laughs> uh, psh, 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 psh. Monaghan are going to beat Derry.
1: So you're calling an Armagh Monaghan Ulster final,
2: and, and Armagh are, are going to win the Ulster championship. Wow, and you can take that to the bank. <laughs> If that comes off, lads, <laughs> that's oh, what I'm going. And yes, yeah. would I change my mind tomorrow? There's every chance. But I love it. All right, listeners, that's now on record. Okay, Jamie, get know, off the fence. Know, no, no, I'll get, get,
0: get, get James.
1: I'll get James to call Connacht because we're going to move on to Connacht right All now. right, I'll just tell you who I think will be in the final. So, of what? Of Connacht or Ulster? Ulster. Okay, go ahead. Run me through your Ulster. Who do you
0: think is going to be in the final? No, I'll just say because I was going through. as Petty was saying there. I okay. reckon Donny Gall will be in the final. Yeah, and right. I want to tip Monaghan to get there with him. So you think donegal uh, Tyrone but- and Paddy's calling Armagh Monahan?
2: No, Donegal-Manning, he said.
0: Yeah, Donegal-Manning for me in well, the final. So who, who,
2: who are Manning going
0: to beat in the Ulster semi-final? Come on. Tyrone, no? Tyrone. So you think
2: Tyrone beat- are going to beat Derry? Yeah. Derry yeah. are finished. You're right now Derry as well.
0: If Derry... Yeah, Derry didn't show me anything at the end of the league. You're not arse with Derry, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was big Derry... I was hyping them <laughs> up. I think that they'll be they'll be caught, yeah. They'll be caught by Tyrone.
2: So, so, so who who's going to... Donegal are going to win the Ulster Championship? Donegal, in final. And who's
0: going to win that? Yeah, I'll say Donegal will win it. And you expect...
2: I don't know if you've been slating Donegal on or off air, but I didn't think you were right at the...
0: That was you yes. <laughs> I always said Donegal Tommy said, Back me up here No This is what I said I said that I didn't know <laughs> What they were trying to do One of the weeks Because they didn't have A system to play But if they leave Murphy inside
2: Which they're not going to But go on
0: will, I reckon they will Because his Is 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 Donegal
2: is, Go a full forward line Of McHugh Murphy And McBrady They've got a chance
0: They have every chance then Yeah 100% Well <laughs> Yeah, Man it would be good. Good Ulster final.
2: Yeah, yeah, it would.
0: Okay, lads,
2: going to win at But anyway,
0: carry on. I, I like on this.
1: It. I like I like these calls, and we're going to hold you to it. Don't you worry. The listeners oh, will be in touch. honest. I think we've already lost half of our Mayo listenership last week for not including Ronald Donahue But you know what? What is the story with you? You're we getting a lot of
2: stick on Twitter. We this were thing. getting. <laughs> Come on. on.
1: Hey, you put your neck out there. That's what happens.
2: Nonsense.
0: Okay. If you have enough neck, there's no need for a head. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great Carry on. Saying. Carry no, on. I, in fairness to, to Ryan O'Donoghue, he did he, was, he was very good like, but like, that, the full we, forward line we picked was was excellent. Like, I don't think there was much of a a difference, but it was just the way the cookie crumbles, like in you know? it. Mm-hmm.
1: He was very close, and hopefully he can make our championship team of the season. If he does, there I know. exactly be a good a good sign yeah, for me. I think he will. I think he will. Let's have a look at Connacht because. We have got New York Sligo in New York this week. It is New York, New York, are the last team to play since the pandemic. The last intercounty side to get a game. It's been a long time for New York. Uh, completely different panel than the one we saw a couple of years ago. Um, I think it was 2018 where the commentary as they ran was it Leitrim to a point. Was just unbelievable. Willie Haggerty on commentary that day it was sensational. Um, you couldn't have got the football part over to New York for this, no. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Not yeah. this time. Maybe maybe, maybe next year. Yeah. Maybe season three, Patty. Maybe season. Yeah, three. yeah. Actually, we. I think. Have you seen the offers we've got on YouTube for the three of us to go play football in Chicago this summer?
2: Oh, Jesus. no. Send it on to me. All
1: right, do <laughs> you two still qualify for J one, Paddy? You're still in college.
2: I am, I am an active
0: student. Yes. How about you, James? No. Fake <laughs> idea. Th- Chicago, they play 13 aside over there, don't they?
1: Do they? I'm not sure. I have a couple of mates that went over playing in Chicago a couple sure. of years ago.
0: Yeah, it's um, over there, isn't no?
2: it? This would be a good full forward line anyway, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. I'll play top of the day, leave you two losers inside. Like. I'll play on the square. You play ahead, top of the D. Okay, that's fine. Jamie, no, I don't just... You play
1: off
0: the Yeah,
2: game. sign me up for that, Jimmy. You'll talk to AOB and there at their sponsors. They'll give you a few weeks off work, will they?
0: Surely not that they're sponsoring this. I suspended from the club. I'll be suspended, sure I can't go. <laughs> okay,
1: let's get into the discipline. discipline. New, New York Sligo on Sunday. Sligo. L- Leitrim are in Rice right Lip. That is going to be a cracker. That is going to be a tight game.
2: Two teams. I'm, in back, I'm back in Andy, but that is, that is a tight game. Two teams that showed a bit of form at different times
1: this year in Division 4. They both fell short slip never seems to be an easy place to go. And oh. London London are, in, London are in good shape at the minute. Put it that way to you. No word yet. Leacham have appealed. They've gone through a second appeal for their star forward, Keep Burns. I think a lack of video evidence has been an issue so far, which is one of the problems when you're down there in Division 4. The games aren't televised. So, um, yeah, they, they haven't been able to get that overturned seemingly was a quite a soft red card for Keith Byrne. Sean Carabine, one of Sligo stars in Division 4, got his red card overturned in the same game, a game that ended up being a dead rubber, as we mentioned before a couple of weeks ago. So they are the two quarterfinals in Connacht this year. Are you calling them, as you said it there, are you calling in Leitrim and Sligo to get through the
0: exiles this weekend? I think London have, have a great chance. Mm.
2: Like
0: they'll, they'll have a great atmosphere over there they'll put in a good block of training they'll see their opportunity this is like they're all out the final they, this, this win would would see them have a great year I I can see I can see Leitrim having a bit of trouble over there
2: that is a tight one and I, I hate to say it like obviously Andy's a very good friend of the pod and he's done Trojan work since he's gone in there already and they've already got momentum behind him throughout the league but so do London like they, like they get three wins there's an energy about London Royce's a hard place to go it's tight, and if Byrne doesn't get off for Leitrim as well, that that is a massive blow. Particularly when you look in the smaller counties, like Ray O'Neill is a massive loss to to our mass. If he doesn't get off for that game, but our still have a, a depth about them and other guys, we don't have that luxury in, in in the smaller counties. But I'm going to stick with them. I think Leitrim will. Like Leacham are going to be up for this game as well. There's massive momentum and energy in Leacham as well What Andy going in there at his appointment and seeing Eminem Mulligan there getting his 100 cap with Leacham. Wasn't that great yeah, to see? Yeah, very game. nice. It's great to see. It's great yeah. to see. A, what a the pleasure of playing with Muggsy for a couple of years on the club scene. Um, I think Leacham will have enough but it, it would not be a shock of years gone by you were thinking geez, London winning the championship game. It wouldn't be a big shock because they've put their best foot forward in Division Four as well, but uh, I think Sligo want to win the game over New York, uh, and I think Leitrim are going to get out of Roy Slip with a win.
1: Yeah, the thing about London this year is that they've been waiting to play, and they've been under the same management of Michael Maher for the last couple of years. He's London-born. I think he's thirty-two years old. They have an identity. Their captain Liam Gavigan is London-born. Do you know? Captain, like there's a yeah. there's a thriving GA scene in London and I don't think they have the same level of turnover that they have in New York. In New York like you know, um like Jamie Clark was starred a show there a couple of years ago in New York, twenty eighteen. Tom Kniff from Mayo had been playing I think in the same year. Um they always were able to attract a couple of stars over. Um London I think is a little bit more settled these days with I know we have Muggsy playing there a couple of years ago, but they're they're nearly um, people who are residing over there they're settled there they're, they're living there um, and I think it's actually similar in New York at the minute there's, there's a squad there a huge turnover over the last couple of years so that's going it's to be it's not a- have at
2: least got us to London I know I know like come on like, like Andy's couch at Leachman as well like that's sort of been at least a weekend in London for the lads like.
1: yeah, we, we needed that and I went to London on my own last week Yeah, exactly yeah I, uh, I should have it's that. for
0: you're not going over to Andy like I actually think it is. We you talk to talk to the lads and off
2: the ball, Tommy? And I'm available. Easter Sunday. We should have done this. Yeah.
1: Why Why did I not think of this? I don't know. I have an idea. That's me. Everyone we've let down. Just just to let you know, and I haven't tapped you up for it yet because it's not in your contracts, but we are starting a Sunday night GA show on off the ball. I don't know if you've seen it. No, I haven't. On Twitter, on Twitter Spaces. The lads, Nathan Murphy, Shane Keegan, and Johnny Ward, they started League of Ireland late night on a Friday night. I've seen that, yeah. And they've got a lovely little community there on a Friday night that gather. And it's like a phone in, like an old school radio show phone in.
2: Hawksport. It's similar to, or BBC <laughs> back in the day, if I'd lie back in the day. We'll be going to a game on, on Friday night, Rovers Pats. So we'll yeah. have a look at that. And we pop down and have a good Friday, you know. You know, you to have a point of Good Friday now, you are, aren't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, magic. It'd be rude not to, but uh, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you get a call from me, it's on to log into Twitter and uh, jump off for a couple of minutes. Please don't let me down. Okay. okay. 24th of April, Mayo go away. And it's another final. <laughs> How are the boys going to call this? Because Connacht is going to be tight this year. I
2: don't know. Jimmy, you take this
0: one. I think that we were saying who had the most to improve out of all the kind of teams I still think Galway have um, a lot of work to do defensively if they're going to rattle anyone Um, Mayo have a lot of bodies to come back to strengthen them so it's a case of do the Mayo fellas get back up to the required level in time and do Galway go away and do this work to get their defense right that's your debate. What's going to happen hmm. faster for this game?
2: I think Call it, that, Jimmy. Come on.
0: It's nearly easier for Galway to go away, put together a defensive structure, and absolutely dog that for two or three weeks. They Look,
2: have... t- talk me through defensive structure. Do what, like? I, I cannot see Power with Joyce parking the bus here.
0: I, I, no, I wouldn't park the bus, but we saw what Kerry did in terms of holding their defense versus what Mayo did say when they marked man for man on the carry forwards in the league final. I think yeah. we are doing a bit of that. I probably have kind of a split between the two if I was Galway, I'd hold my six backs and I'd have one defensively minded midfielder. And I would just try and keep them at home as much as I could. If one wing back wants to, to bomb on, keep the other keep six and the other wing back, at home, and the midfielder, then they're still having their six forwards and, and Conroy attacking. Yeah, But they don't need everyone going forward and being caught in the break. They can't afford it. I don't think they can afford it. Now, that said, again, it's a very hard game to call, it, but I think that if Keane O'Neill and Joyce can get that bit of training block right over this couple of weeks, I think they have a right chance.
1: This is a game, Patty, that we're going to preview in depth next week, so don't you worry about it. James, can I get we- winner? Can I get your early winner, your off-the-cuff winner of Mayo Galway? I am. Going... You can change. You can change your mind next week when we get. Preview. No, no,
0: we're holding them to this. No, I got, I'm gonna. I'm gonna show fade in Galway.
1: Wow, where is that? It's in Castlebar as well. A new pitch in
2: Castlebar, isn't it? Thank God, they've a new pitch there. I think we're going to lose all our Mayo listeners, <laughs>
1: Paddy. Come on, dig us out
2: here. <laughs> <laughs> they're all after me already. For Ryan O'Donoghue is after landing me in the shit. In fairness, you picked <laughs> Robbie Henley in your team. I, think I like Ryan O'Donoghue as well. Who do I think will win that? Um, I think mayor are going to win that game. And I think mayor are going to win the Connacht Championship. So there. In one fell swoop, got them all back on side. I think the
0: winner wins Connacht. <laughs> I think the winner... Wins I, think the winner-
2: <laughs> I, I, do, I do, and I, te- I tell you why... I, I'll tell you why. I'm mean, going to talk about Ross Common. I mean, we should talk about Ross Common as well. But I, I, I think. I think by have the experience. I think they'll. This is on the caveat that Usheed Mullen, uh, Paddy Dirk, and Derrick O'Connor and, and Killian O'Connor are all back on their team. Yeah. And I think man for man, they match up better than Galway in that game. I think Galway have lost a little bit of momentum that they had. And. Galway even themselves will probably have a little bit of doubt there. To to beat Mayo in a big game, that comic final is going to be sitting there last year where Galway kind of come out of the traps and look like this is a big win, it's a statement win for Galway. And Mayo come out and ruthlessly, ruthlessly put them to the sword in the second half. And that's what Mayo can do. When when Mayo get their tails up, we've seen Mayo, we said it last week, they are a very, very emotional team in a good way. When they get their crowd involved, and they get their running game going. They are a hard team to play against. They're a hard team to stop. That game in Castlebar will be absolutely hopping. it will be electric atmosphere. Mayo will be top of the ground in that game. And if they have those players back, I think they'll shut down the likes of Shane. I think the players that can stop Shane Watson as important he has, or how important he is to go. I think the players that can shut down Paul Conroy and how important he is. And I just think for everything we have done, they've lost a little bit, bit of momentum going into that game. And I just think Mayo, if they get all their boys back, I, I think they'll have too much. I, I'm, re- I, I'm, really, I'm really sorry. What did you do? Yeah, I,
1: face. I didn't hear a word you said in the last 45 seconds. Well, Breaking news here on the Football Pod. Ryan O'Neill has won his appeal and will be available Ooh. for the Ultra Championship game against Donegal. The hearing lasted a few minutes massive boost really buzzing about this match that's coming from Thomas Niblock of the BBC don't cut out my bit of mail there now I won't I won't I really the hearing lasted a few few minutes yeah massive news lads that is like does that change anything about Ulster for you James (laughs) your <laughs> He's just stiff, dummy girl.
2: Don't really. edit it. No, no, right I'll be like, back there, man, all the way, baby. I knew that. <laughs> I'm the inside it. track. <laughs> I knew he'd get off. But I know was, guys.
0: That was a massive, massive issue for Armand. If they didn't have Reen O'Neill, then a massive string to their ball, like their main asset Talisman. They wouldn't have they wouldn't have beaten Donegal. No, it so, definitely makes it a lot closer. I still I still fancy Donegal, but wow, okay. I think it's I think it's a, a massive plus for him obviously. Massive. And we'll we don't see, want to see him miss a championship match. We want to see this fella over and over again. We yeah. want to see them week in, week out, because these fellas are the, are what the championship is. Mm. So I'm delighted he's gotten off, to be fair.
2: He wouldn't be much of a pundit if he changed his opinion 30 seconds later.
1: (laughs) But that's not our James O'Donohue. It's his first year in the punditry game, and he is nailing it, and he was never going to do that there. Also, Uh, breaking news, Paddy, and it might back up your calls from Mayo. It's just been confirmed in the last three minutes that the quarter final is taking place in the new McHale Park, Hastings McHale Park, 4 p.m. Sunday the 24th of April. Cannot wait for that game. Denigal Armada, by the way, is going to be live on BBC. So there you go. Are they on
2: the same day?
1: Twenty uh, third, twenty fourth. I think it's Saturday night. Ah, magical. Okay,
2: yeah. What? That's going to be they're two massive games. They are, like I am genuinely looking oh. looking for the, Both those games will be top they're class. On
1: the same day, two o'clock, four o'clock. What day? The twenty third, twenty fourth. Sunday, twenty fourth. What a day! That's, That's
2: the Sunday be. game. Surely, do will be thrown in a hurling match there between them lads. But like they they have to be live.
1: They'll be thrown in a hurling match. It's round two of the Munster Championship. Limerick Waterford. Wexford, ah, Dublin. No, yeah. You know what? They, the, they, they always stick gonna, their oar in the hurlers. Play. They need another hour for the hurling. Put the hurling
0: on somewhere else. Put the
2: hurling on. Sir. Put it all on Saturday night. Yeah. Will the hurlers play on Monday, no? <sighs> yeah, exactly, yeah.
0: There might be an oh. old wedding on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh lads, I'm turning my phone off. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, oh, Cathy now, wedding. A sober wedding. We got distracted oh, there, because I, I
1: was go. about I was about to make the case for us common in uh Connacht this year.
2: No, go on, no, no, we're not writing after Rossies We're just calling it Jimmy thinks God we're gonna do it. I'm mm. sticking my flag to the mast. I think Mayo are going to win that match. It hurts me to say it because I do I have a soft spot for for Galway and John Diverley. and Joyce and the work they're doing. But I, uh, I just think the matchups will suit Mayo better. And it, the fact that it's in McHale Park, the crowd are going to be electric. I think uh, I think Mayo will get over that one. Yeah,
1: I'm not I'm not going to discount either of them having a big say in this year's Ireland Championship between Galway and Mayo, but I don't think either of them in the form that they might be in later in the year. I think Ross, Roscomen are close to maxing out at the minute. Um, I think in a lot of ways, they were quite lucky in the league to get through it from, from talking to a couple of teams that come up against them. Um, they felt like they had the beating of Roscommon, and Roscommon were unbeaten in the league. Like, so there's something about Roscommon, that Roscommon team that I really like. They're playing a different way this year. There's a bit more steel about them. They have players playing in the right positions, and their forwards are shooting the lights out. So I just yeah. think that whoever comes up against Roscommon in that conic kind of final, the Rossies have it in their DNA over the last couple of years that they can beat Galway and, and Mayo. Um, I just think that's going to be a really competitive Connacht kind of final. I'm going to kind of contradict myself here now as well. The 29th of May is a long time away as well. <laughs> Do you know? A lot is going to happen. Um, between now and then but uh, I don't I think you're talking about
2: form topic. there though Tommy uh, and I get and I, I do I get that and Roscommon obviously was a big win for them beat Gal- Galway albeit a second string Galway team Yeah, beat those two games back to back and they're right they kick loads of scores but I'm thinking the one team where I don't have a fear about form and can they get up for it is Mayo yeah they've shown so many times with James Horan <laughs> form kind of goes out the window with Mayo that when they get going and they can just literally turn it on in, literally in between halves never mind between weeks and weeks between games I think if they get over Galway they get into a Connick kind of final against Ross I'm not worried about Mayo's form they're the one team that I think these guys can just turn it on the experience they have so um, I'm tip Armagh for Ulster and it's great news our good friend Rean O'Neill has got off and I'm t- tipping Mayo to win the Connick Championship so very quickly, can I get a player to watch from the, or from the Connacht Championship? I went with
0: I went with Shane Walsh.
2: Okay. Oh, he was going to go Shane Walsh, yeah? <laughs> no, you go. no, no, no. You go on. No, I, I'll think so. i of my fee here now as an experienced podcaster.
0: I went with Shane because again, he is Galway's X factor. Without him, he's yes. not going. He's not. They're not going to. To beat any of the big sides, unless he is firing, he is firing, and a hundred percent. When he turns it on, he could get six or seven from play from the forty. Like mm-hmm. it's a massive advantage for them. Plus, he's kicking frees. He'll get the best of or Take a bit of pressure off him. He'll take a bit of pressure off Conroy. So, if he hits farm, I give Galway every chance.
1: Paddy, let me guess. I know who you're going to pick this week. Rogan, yes, fair though Ryan O'Donoghue <laughs> I was thinking
2: that, yeah, but
1: Pat, no. Pat Mulcrone last week got in touch he wasn't happy with Paddy Andrews. Ryan Donahue outscored each member of your full forward line and was constantly alluded to as Mayo's best player and one of the best yeah. players in Ireland definitely some recent recency bias in this selection yeah. one swallow never made a summer hashtag yeah. Mayo GA and Anne-Marie got in touch Anne-Marie Flynn now Anne-Marie so what Pat so what
2: What's your point? Look, <laughs> like, frequency boys. Yeah, it was. So oh, what?
0: Yeah, Highland still at a great league. So he did is, is awesome. And Shane
1: McGregor? Oh, I could just yeah. imagine Jim Gavin's wife dealing with Paddy Andrews at the door. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it, is, it is. They are here. Let me in. Let me out the back. Oh, uh, now, Ryan Runner is very good, and he's going to have a massive role from out, uh, yeah. but. He wasn't in the same of the league. So let's move on.
1: Anne-Marie, <laughs> Anne-Marie got in touch as well and said, uh, no Rhino Donahue because frees don't count on the scoreboard. Um, mm. Now, I agree with that. marie came out and clarified that. She had, in fact, watched your story three times and she ha- isn't going to ditch us as a listener. She is going to stay committed to the football pod. She was one of the cohorts that joined alongside Andy Moran last year when we first started getting going. So we haven't lost Anne-Marie. Good. A question on that. James, we actually spoke about it on, on the phone earlier. If Kenny O'Connor is back and he takes over the responsibility of taking the freeze, does that change Ryan O'Donoghue's role? Does it free him up a little bit? Because he has done exceptionally well taking over that mantle. But surely it's an added bit of pressure that, like, does it take away from your game, James, if you're on freeze?
0: No, I think it actually keeps you in the game and gets you in the game. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He has two things that get him into the game. First of all, he's an outrageously good tackler, right? Yes. Uh And you can stay in the game if you are tackling, get a turnover. It gives you a massive boost. Also, you might be quiet. You might not have had a shot at the post. If you get two or three frees, it seriously gives you that lift. Realistically, Killian's going to come and he's going to take those frees off him because he's a better free taker. Uh, we even saw it in the league final. When it comes down to it... Um, you need someone tried and trusted. Killian's the man there. Um, so will it help Ryan? I don't know who's taking the freeze off him. Probably not. But is it the end of the world? No, it's not either.
1: Yeah, he's still going to have a massive say.
2: Who are you going for your player
0: to watch?
1: Matthew Ryan. Okay. Interesting.
2: I'll tell you why. Because he's a massive player from But Like I say, I think they're going to win. I think they'll win the Conduct Championship. So I think he'll have a massive part of it because they need to get on top against Galway whether he'll match up with um, Tierney Tierney or Paul Conroy as well I'd say probably will be Tierney on him they're both massive players for Galway Ruan needs to come out on top of that and I'm thinking I think they probably will not just Matty Ramble but, but the Mayo middle third will, will get on top there but he'll be leading that charge and then you go into a Connacht final and I think it's someone along the lines of Enda Smith if he's operating around the middle third as well hmm. I think Rouan is just nearly in a way we touched on it with Tyrone. There's key players that make Tyrone tick. And when they don't, when they don't play well, it affects the whole Tyrone system. I think Matty Ruan is that important to me and that the compliment to him that if he's on his game and driving forward, winning kickouts, dominating his opponent in the middle third, and driving Mayo forward And he's a key part To that running game And click, clipping a couple of scores I think there's big battles Around the middle third Against Galway For them And also if they get through To a kind of final Against Roscommon So he'll be a key to that um, And he's a brilliant Championship last season So can he carry that on This year
1: Yeah I like that There are two great calls And just to counter The accusation Of recency bias That was levelled Against us on the football pod. I agree, like it was recently, as well. Just to give an These example of another position that wasn't, John McGrath got in touch, former Wicklow footballer. Can't believe you included Shane Walsh in the team of the league, even though his first point on Sunday, his, his one point on Sunday, was his first score since 26th of February. And don't give me any guff about it not being all about scoring. Now, I just got to say that my moment in the league was Shane Walsh's goal against Cork. It was an awesome example of the ridiculous athleticism that these guys can get in the game. And, it, and it actually, it was, it was Walsh burying a goal. It wasn't Walsh doing something outrageous, maybe, you know, not delivering. It was Walsh burying a goal. I think we've seen a little bit of maturity in Shane Walsh this year. We spoke about it in some of the earlier rounds of the league that it looked like Keen O'Neill and Joyce were getting something a little bit different out of him this year. He was injured in a game or two. He was taken off early in, in one or two games. So uh, I like that you picked that Shane Walsh. I like that you picked that Matty Ruan.
2: Well, on that... Just say, yeah. If Shane Walsh is taken out of the game against Mayo or okay. to any game in the summer, Galway will have no impact in this championship. We say Murphy's massively important for for, for If if this is Joyce's third year in there now, Galway been coming. They got relegated last year. They bounced back. They got promoted again. Won the FBD League. You can see there's a bit of momentum. Okay, they lost towards the end of the league. This is a massive year for that group in Galway. For the coaches, for Shane Walsh as a player, there's no, no doubt in his talent. He is exceptional. But if you're talking about arriving on the biggest stage and saying, I'm one of the best players in the country, he's one of the most talented players in the country, but I'm talking about being one of the best you need to do He needs to lead that team to a Connacht kind of Championship he needs to go to Crow Park and dominate a game against one of the top teams and get Galway to an all-earned semi-final or an all-earned final that's being one of the best players in the country not the most talented you have seen Clifford do it yeah, that's what Shane wants he ha- there's no doubt in his talent but he has to deliver this summer for himself for his own standing in the game but also for, for that Galway team otherwise for three years into that project he is that important. Comber's important. Conray's important. Matty Tierney, all these guys. But Walsh is their man. And if he's not on it, yeah. not going to be a good summer for Galway.
0: Yeah. You need Sam Mulroy's whiteboard. Oh, no. What would you, if you were Shane
1: Walsh and you had that whiteboard, what would you be writing on it?
0: Well, um, I mean,
2: he like... fucking uh, <laughs> Kyle again here. Look,
1: it's nearly ten o'clock at night. Uh, your brain just shut down when I <laughs> he's rattled. Look at him; he doesn't know
2: where to go. If I was Shane Walsh, what
1: would I be right now? What would you if you were Shane
0: Walsh and you had Sam Samwelloid <laughs> whiteboard in your ball? No, I think the Shane Walsh. Shane Walsh is a better player than Sam. He definitely, he definitely, he definitely. There was no need for that.
2: <laughs> no, I'm just, no, I'm just but I'm just saying for him. He oh, has the talent. Shane yeah, Walsh should be the man.
0: Yeah, but it It, it, hasn't comes, down, it comes down to a five or ten-minute spell in a game where it's it's at boiling point, and you're thinking, right? Is he going to step up here and get those two points to win it for us, or is he going to go quiet and be marked out of it? That is what it comes down to, and that's what's going to come down to against Mayo, probably. Do you know, there's going to be a time. Where no one else is is able to do what he's able to do. He's gonna to have to step up in the last couple of minutes and just win it for him. That's what it comes that's what it comes down to. Simple as that. I, it's I, mental. It's mental.
1: Massive mm. fan of Mayo, but I I would love to see Shane Walsh have a moment or a year like that. Where oh Walsh, yeah. I you know, would, yeah. it would be I class would. to see a fella like that delivering on all the promise and potential that he has exhibited and shown in all the all the moments. Um the incredible moments over the last couple of years. Um in typical fashion, my stopwatch stopped working, but I know for a fact we're way over time. So the Leinster Championship, we are not going to go through a game by game, but I am going to ask you for a player to watch from each, and I'm going to ask for a player to watch from Munster as well. Can I get that off you? And next week we'll go through the games, because we have a lot of games to get through next week as well. So in Leinster, we're getting a lot of questions in about, you know, if the Dubs don't win. Joanne Taff wants to know, are made contenders for Leinster if the Dubs don't no. win? No. Uh, A lot of questions about Kildare being dark courses. There are even some questions and maybe it's the fact that I was talking about it last week, about whether or not Loud can pull it out of the bag. Nobody really sees that happening this year, did it? Okay. No. Player
0: player to watch, please. I did go Kildare because it comes down, I think Leinster comes down to two players. It comes down to, with Dublin, if Conor Cullen can get back to full fitness, um, yeah. but I can't say he's player to watch because he hasn't played yet,
1: Ooh. so I we was, don't know what his gonna, situation is going to be. I was hoping one he would pick Con
0: Yeah, I, it was, yeah, he's that
2: important. He is. He's
0: that important. It, it is going to the, dub, the Dubs. Come down to if they can get him on the field, they now have have a great chance. If they don't, I I, I don't think they'll reach the level even for lesser. Yeah, no, oh, yeah, they're, okay, still, okay. they're still Leinster. They'll still be favourites for Leinster. But I think that if Highland and I'm a big fan of his, if Highland can get his championship boots on, start kicking points for them, get on a roll early, I think that he can kick them to, um, to a chance of Leinster. I'm not okay. saying that they're, that they're favourites, or I'm tipping them to win it, because I think the dubs are still favourites for it, but mm. if he gets his gander up early, then he could do damage. Patrick?
2: agree with Can. I think he's that important to them. Um, I don't see, I have to say, I don't see much from me. I'm sorry, Tommy. Um, I think Claire, a team you look at, Daniel Flynn. Daniel Flynn is in, I would put him in a very similar bracket to Shane Walsh. There's no doubt in his talent and his ability. But Claire will have aspirations win in the Leicester Championship. There's no two way, and I, and I think for the first time in, like I said, over a decade, the Leicester Championship is. There's a bit of a story behind this thing, that like loud are part of that. That story can can they get a run and win a couple of games in the Championship, potentially upset a couple of big teams? The foregone conclusion of Dublin, that aura is gone. I still think Dublin will win the Leicester Championship. Put me on record for that. But I think there's a conversation now which wasn't there for about 10 years. Um, and I think Kildare are a big part of that. Despite being relegated, there's there's big positives there. The win over Dublin and Newbridge was a psychological thing. We were there, Tommy, that day. Yeah. Okay, it was early in the season. L- league, all that good stuff. But it was a big thing for Kildare to, to, to get that monkey off their back. You see new action of their coaches and their players. They will have their eyes on, on a Leicester championship. And I'm thinking... How are they going to do that? If they come up against Dublin or if they're going to win that and get over the line, Like they're not doing that unless Daniel Flynn is consistent over 70 minutes in the big games. He has He's had brilliant moments against Dublin in the past. Last year's last of the final, what what an unbelievable goal. But they need 70 minutes from him. Leading and not just being one of the most talented players in the country, being one of the best players in the country. Exact same set of guidelines apply to Daniel Flynn as they do to, to Shane Waltz. You need to be there in the biggest moments consistently over the course of the championship for for Claire for to win the Leinster Championship. That's what they're going to need. He has to be he has to be leading them from the front. I'd actually put another one in here. Um, Fenton. I think I think geez, Brian Fenton. For the first time he's kind of he hasn't been at the levels. The unbelievable he came in didn't lose a championship match for whatever, six years, all-stars, I think nearly every year. And phenomenal, phenomenal player. And he probably hasn't hit his levels throughout this summer or throughout the this, this spring for Dublin. Mm. He gets back to playing at the Brian Fenton, like dominating, being the best midfielder in the country. He does that. That, again, as much as Conor Callan coming back in, pushes Dublin realistically way out of, out of reach of other teams in Leinster. And he's going to need to. This is the question mark over Dublin. There's loads of question marks over Dublin, but it's... These guys need to be at their peak now because the, the, the depth behind them isn't there. Dublin are now relying on, we need Conor Callahan back, where they never spoke about injuries for three, four, five years. It didn't matter. There was someone else to come in. Con coming back is massive for Dublin in terms of how they're going to perform the championship. And Fenton getting back to his player of the year, two-time player of the year. Like, yeah. If you, if him alone getting back to his best. Is is puts Dublin on a different different plane altogether as well. So I'm mean, interested to see those two guys are, are, are essential for Dublin to have the success and, and for Kildare to do what they want to do in the championship. I think that are lovely.
1: Connor McGee, actually just on the point of Fenton. Hi lads, loving the episode so far. Top class. Who should partner Fenton in Dublin's midfield? Paddy, would you have top of your head who you would want there now? Do you want uh, James McCarthy? Okay, okay. I was wondering, did you want James McCarty in the half-back line? But that's that's fair enough. Uh, just to give Joanne Taft credit for her question, her question was, if Dublin don't win Leinster, who are we putting our money on? Any chance for Meade? Um, I think we'd be looking at Calair there on, on form, yeah. is what we're saying. Um, Darren McKeown wants to know, what way is Offaly versus Dublin looking in the Senior Football Championship? We'll come back to that next week. And Ryan Connolly, Monaghan to win Ulster? Question mark. Common to shock Connacht? Question mark. Um, and- Sorry lads, one sec Okay Patty, you work away waiter. There's a third part to that question that we'll come back to again James, to look at Munster Quickly, there's two questions here that I wanted To put to you um, And one of them here sort of Sums it up all together And I've lost it so Jamie nice. Hutchinson wants to know How do Kerry prepare For an All-Ireland semi-final After having such an easy Munster campaign well, they don't go straight to a semi, do they? Not this year.
0: Now, that's just yeah. JJ's question. So, we're saying hypothetically they've won Munster because obviously. And yeah.
2: they've got through sure the quarters because they, like, they're like, they'll walk the quarters as well.
0: That's kind of <laughs> what, we're, that's what we're all saying. Let's go guys. straight to the
2: final, actually. This is what we're about on the football podcast.
0: See, that's the attitude that gets caught. <laughs> Look, they, they carry, they're not thinking like that, obviously, but. Yeah. Are they? <laughs> there is no doubt, right? that if you don't get a test early in the championship and you come up against a Dublin in a semi you can be caught a bit cold or
2: a throne <coughs> yeah or a throne. anyone at that stage yeah, any is, it,
0: is, it, is, it, is it Munster Ulster in the semi is it or is it Munster
1: <sighs> I, I, I forget every year It's I Munster thought, it's Munster I, thought I wrote it down but, it's there's,
0: the, there's the
1: quarters as well though, right? yeah it's quarters yeah it, it, it's trickier this year to kind of map that okay. out
0: yeah, so you could, have, you could have Mayo or Roscommon in a quarter, or you could have a Donegal or a Monaghan in a quarter. Like, the quarter's yeah. going to be tough this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, So JJ's writing that off you'd anyway. Be worried about. That's probably the one you'd be worried about. You'd be worried about the quarter final if you got caught against Donegal there um, after, especially if they have Cork and Killarney, where you'd expect them to win it fairly comfortably. Um, L-
1: latest news is it's going to be a neutral venue, but this is flip-flopping back and forth.
2: Lads, that game is going to be in parking, <laughs> You Mark, my, uh, Mark your card now. That's going yeah. to Porky Ring. It,
0: it, it Carl can't back out, I at mean. They can't go to Limerick. There'll be war if it goes to Limerick. It's they were saying Gaelic grounds, aren't they? Yeah, Gaelic grounds or Semple, I think. But I presume Semple would be Semple's a
1: hurling take, taking taken up that weekend. Yeah, there they
2: go. The hurlers again. Slicking <laughs> the R in.
1: Thought it. you named Semple in one of your top three places to play in.
0: It is, but if they were going neutral venue, they'd go in. <laughs> yeah, they go to Limerick. They'd they go Gaelic grounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Made in Porky oh, really.
1: It it just, I, th- I think I think, I wonder was there a little bit of uh, was there a little tongue in cheek from JJ it probably wasn't he was probably <laughs> spitting facts but can I just say that the mini round robin that we're going to see on the weekend of April 30th May 1st Tipper playing Waterford Clare playing Limerick they're going to be very 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 competitive games
2: mm-hmm. um, well, this, I thought this was interesting like outside of Kerry obviously Clare are the highest ranked Munster team yeah and you were saying, Jimmy, you don't fancy them. You're saying Tip will come through that side to play Kerry in the Munster final.
0: No, I, I said from I Division have, 4. I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't be surprised if Tip had a scalp. Yeah. I think they always seem to get it together at the right time. Do you know? And they, they only won Munster two years ago.
2: Yeah, no, no, I, I, I just Claire, thought, Claire I thought it was interesting. Like, yeah, that the Kerry being in Division 2 and not. They probably need a big championship win Claire, like, like look, they're not Claire gonna win the Munster Championship. But it's like who's gonna to get to the to the Munster final? And they're thinking the work Colin Collins has done over the last eight, seven, eight years with Claire, unbelievable. And they're probably looking on enviously in terms of Tip winning that championship a couple of years ago. And Claire haven't had that that big moment in the Monster Championship. And I think they'll come out the other side. I know Limerick and Billy Lee, the work they've done, they kind of come out of nowhere and get promoted into Division 2. They'll join Clare there next year. Tip, obviously, okay, fall short in the Division 4 final, but they do have that big championship in behind them a couple of years ago. Um, and they're back up in the Division 3, which is still probably not. They want to be up another level again. But I I, I think I'd like to see Clare get through that side of the draw, win win those couple of games and get into a monster final against Kerry. Look, Anything could happen, but yeah. it's I think big. it's a one province where it's generally it's, it reminds me of Leicester a few years back. It's like, how are going to win this, really, no matter what? It's a
1: massive three weeks for both Clare and Limerick in terms of getting bodies back on the pitch. Um, I think for both counties, Limerick were missing a couple of players. Um, in the league final, Clare were missing a couple of players throughout their league campaign. For both of them to have a full pick, that'll be a, a very, very good game on I think it's the Sunday um, Sunday the 1st of May
0: So the only team there so Tip can go into the Telton Cup Limerick can't Clare can't Cork no, can't No can't. They're They're
2: and all
1: two, too, Tip and Waterford, Waterford are, Tip and Waterford are the only two that can go into the Talching Cup they are eligible yeah. Eligible Yeah, yeah. So okay. we'll, we'll wait and see We have a couple of questions about the Talching Cup but we might save them for a little closer when the Talching Cup is coming into, into focus um, Can I get your players to watch in Munster are you both sticking with carry footballers or are you
2: going outside of it for the provincial championships here I, I was leaning towards Stephen Sherlock and Cork okay I I, I like what I've seen from he's yeah. kind of stood up we, we said the challenge for, for Keith Rickon and Cork was kind of trying to find some firepower to support Brian Hurley and I think he's stepped up he's obviously done very well with the bars and the club scene and he's come in and carried that in and was impressive in Cork and they're kind of late run to stay in Division 2 but ultimately we're looking at the Monster shavage up there uh, I think Kerry are going to win beat Cork convincingly I think he's going to be up against it to get scores against that Kerry defence so kind of it's null and void for him but it'd be interesting to see how he'd go in the, or in, the in the back door obviously for, for Cork yeah. um, outside of that it's a hard one because like that, that's fine Stephen Sherlock's your picked. that's okay but I don't think he's going to do it. I don't think he's going to be able to do it just because of the draw. Well, if it's in Parky
1: like that's a big day for Stephen Sherlock to stand up for Cork in the championship and, and deliver if he can,
0: you know. He, um, could get, he could get four or five worldies from playing Parky Rhin. I'm telling you, the way Cork forwards kick in Parky in is different. No wonder because you don't want to play them there.
2: Look at Jimmy, it's a no. conspiracy. I was, I, was
0: there. I, I was playing on a 20s team, 21s, and we had an unmerciful dusting we got off Cork. Aidan Walsh's year. Wow. Nick Kieran Sheehan, they had. Mark what year was Collins? that? Was Mark they us the Rachel in the not 2010. About us
2: in the nine semi final in Turles. Kieran, all those lads were playing. We lost five points.
0: Yeah, they were excellent. But they won at that year, yeah? Maybe it was 2011, actually. I think it was. But um, they were kicking points from like 45 on the sideline, inside the boot, outside of the boot. The crowd was up. It was just awful place to be if they get if they get going in park your end their forwards will kick points but they're not strong enough at the back to stop the Cliffords and Gainey's this world
1: they also have massive injuries at the minute in defence Cork um, who's your player to watch James?
0: Clifford I've gone Kerry <laughs> I have this new fella called David Clifford uh, no I'm going to go with Dermot O'Connor okay um, yeah, yeah yeah, flying I had a good league um way more in the locker and Kerry need him. Do you know, he's actually, he has a responsibility on his shoulders this year to go and, and lead him from midfield. So I think it'd be interesting to see how he gets on.
2: Um, I'm a big fan of his, Jimmy.
0: Yeah, he's excellent. I ball. think he's very good. Very good. Is he a 12 or is he a midfielder? No, he's an ace. He's an midfielder. eight, but he he took his time to fill out into an ace. Hmm. He was playing 12 when Peter Keane brought him in because he was, he was young and he was kind of wiry. Ball. He needed to put on a couple of kg and he did and he now is an excellent, in, in excellent shape uh, to go in midfield. He's playing more of a defensive role. Like considering he came from the forwards he seems mm-hmm. to be very tuned into his defensive responsibilities and he can pick out a pass So, and there's always a score on him. So I think it's yeah. a big year for him.
1: I like him. Just before we move on April the 6th 2011, 7:30 PM, Parky Rin, Cork, 224, Kerry, eight points.
2: <laughs> no wonder he doesn't want this game in Parky Rin. You've just settled everything here, Jimmy. The way you've described that, there's no way Cork are leaving that place.
0: Yeah.
2: Doesn't have and the same ring exactly. as Newbridge or nowhere like Parky Rin or nowhere. They need to think of something a bit more catchy than that, like.
1: 22 points on a beautiful night for football. 6,000 supporters filled, filed through the turnstiles. Barry O'Driscoll, um, was as le- star, the scoring yeah, was star, star that day. 1-6. Mark Collins kicked seven points. Log Hodnett won four. Ciarán yeah. Sheehan, three points. Jamie Wall kicked two points from being back that day.
0: For Kerry, Did he get Ganey. Jamie Wall got two points. I was marking him. <laughs> was Jamie Mark a new wing back? <laughs> he was he was an animal of a player he was brilliant yeah. player yeah
1: superstar, jewel yeah. star
0: yeah jewel star strong wing back excellent he's going to yeah, have a, yeah, he's team, have team, a massive man.
1: he's going to have a big say in management down the line as well you yeah. can already see it at college level so Paul Gainey kicked two points that day uh, Barry John Walsh Di Casey I presume from Croaks kicked a yeah, point yeah. each James O'Donohue you top scored for Kerry that day with three points so I beat oh. him by one Hold on, two frees. All frees, oh, one for play, yeah. play, one from play, one from play. It two
0: frees
2: and a fisted point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that rule.
1: Thank God it was
2: yeah. there. Yeah,
1: Ed uh, Edmonds, Captain Cork back then. Lad. what a team. Damien Cahillan back.
2: Ooh, beast.
1: John O'Rourke wing forward. O'Rourke didn't even score that day. Like that was a cracking Cork side. What on earth has happened to Cork? Who Cork? won the twenty-one All on that year? 11 to go, we beat them that year in the All-Ireland Final. Thomas Flynn, Thomas somebody my college was my, was one yeah. uh, of so the year it, before. Yeah. Cabri Hero of the Year
0: that year, yeah. Um, yeah, there you go. That, that is, park you're in is a dangerous venue. I think we were favourites that day. Well, it, it, it seemingly, Peter O'Toole right into the, the examiner back year. then. Yeah. Oh, did you? Were you on the panel that year? So The following year, we beat them in Tralee, handy enough. And they were favourites. The home venue doesn't make a big difference, Kerry Cork, To be fair,
1: there you go, there
0: you go. We setting it there. Yeah, put that up on Twitter. Hope the marty- an hour.
1: I hope the once Counts are listening tonight.
0: Um, but that game was delayed forty-five minutes because uh, they Bun- trouble. couldn't. trouble. We had our warm-up done. Do you know that was what cost us. This is it. that was the 22 Scott point. knew that it was going to be delayed and they held their warm up. No, but on a serious note, that same thing fully imagine that they can't take enough people in that in that stadium and the traffic will be outrageous. It'll be delayed if it's on a parky run. The
2: uh, when Kerry met us in the 2009 quarter final we would our warm up done early as well. The best be 17 points, really. Yeah, yeah we, we, were, we, were, we were so warm, like and then <laughs> so I agree, I agree you, like, like, like jelly. Yeah. Yeah, 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 they were after about five minutes. Jesus. Anyway, right, that's
1: well. We we got through an awful lot this week, lads. Thanks very much. Um, there was two things I wanted to give a shout out to this week. Owen Bradley's sideline point with the outside of the left for the club at the weekend. Magic. Did you see it, Paddy? I don't know if I sent it on. To you. Oh, they've seen it. Seen it. Skinner lad on Twitter. Bradley's been chatting about it himself, and also we mentioned it earlier on Emin Mulligan uh, reaching hundred appearances for Leitrim. Like it is crazy when you think of it. Ellen Mulligan made his debut for Leecham back in 2006. The man didn't play in Crow Park until 2019. It what? just goes. It just goes to show. Yeah, 2019, yeah. Division Four. Right. Division Four League Final against Derry. Um, he obviously played with you at club level, Paddy. You mentioned it earlier on. So yeah, frizzies. yeah, that is it. There are a couple of things that I have in my back pocket for next week, James O'Donoghue. Um, you have a story that you're going to tell us. Do I? You're going to try and outdo Paddy Andrews on the viral stakes next week. I hear that the hurling Pod lads, they loved it last week. James Scal and Paul Murphy. And they are <laughs> working on a couple of yarns themselves. James Scal is currently in touch with a couple of players from a, an infamous All-Star trip to find out, is he allowed to tell a certain story? So, mm-hmm. uh, you know. The All-Star
2: tour is different. Like, you can't
1: keep, be careful with those stories. Keep an ear out on that one. Just to mention as well, the Fantasy Gaelic Football League. There is a new league in place now for the championship. Go sign up. Join our Football Pod league. We're going to put out the the code this week. James O'Donohue, I'm going to send you your password. Paddy Andrews, I'm going to share my screen with you and pick your team for you <laughs> side by side. And, uh, we we'll get it going again. Thanks to everyone who took part last year and thanks to everyone who's tuning into the Football Pod. Uh it's great to have you all on board. lads any last words? oh there is one final thing can I keep you for five more minutes and we'll only do five minutes on it there's one final question that came in yeah. Dave McCann considering that Andy, Paddy and James were now I don't know if the James is true were all serious un- underage soccer players mm. and all credit playing soccer helping their GA have you any thoughts on four 13 year olds being dropped for non-attendance at training or playing soccer really was, was the inference here that the, the issue was <laughs> this is now the story in yeah. Offaly that Four players are dropped from their under-14 development squad after playing in an SFAI Cup quarter final for Derry Town last Saturday against Shamrock Rovers. It clashed with an Offaly training session. The Offaly under-14 panel is managed by all-Ireland winning boss with the under-20s last year, Declan Kelly, who is also the head of their football development unit. Offaly are clearly trying to get stuff together at underage level. Things are clearly working in ways for them. Um, One of the things that emerged in this was that the players all had to sign a player's charter we had mm. our eyes on this. Mm. I don't know if you ever had to sign a player's charter, Paddy.
2: I've seen these before, yeah. There's, there's something really? came out with our club about this a couple of really? years ago. As well. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, uh I think it was overly simplistic. I've seen the headlines on Twitter and it was kind of raised an eyebrow of this four players drop for playing soccer. I think that's... Mm. A it's, bit
1: bit of, con- it's a bit more. Con- There's a bit
2: more context to it than that. Like, uh, and and awfully, I see the reaction on social media around the saying, "What a disgrace!" Blah 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 blah. There's more to it than that. Like, it's the players. It's not because we're playing soccer; they missed the training session, which is the big thing. I would say, and I seen Michael Dignan's, uh response to it, and I, I know the work that Michael Dignan and, and the volunteers in, in awfully are doing behind the scenes to. To have that success, like winning an under-20 All-Ireland last year, the work that was going in in that county in their youth development is phenomenal. And that has to be, it's unbelievably admirable and you have to respect for that as well. The issue of it, I would feel, asking 13-year-old players to sign these charters, that is the issue. If you go down that road with players at that age or their parents at that age, you are running the risk of this. If these things happen, ultimately the players are 13 years of age or 14 years of age, and they're the ones that are suffering because of this. That if you you don't come training for us then you're gone from the county panel, I don't think that's fair to put any players at that age. And that is not just off GA. This is across the board. to yeah. asked them to make a commitment around that. I have spoke at length about this on this podcast and, and, and other people the same. The benefit you get from playing multiple sports at that age. Even okay, it's a it's elite level playing in the SFAI Cup, playing for your intercounty squad, that is a big commitment. But the benefits you'll get from playing these sports basketball, rugby, soccer, GAA, hurling, everything, you'd always find as well that the best young players at one sport are usually probably the best players in the other codes as well. Mm. So it's a constant challenge that you're gonna have. And you've got to put the player at the forefront of this and say, look understand and asking guys to to sign a charter at 13 or 14 years ago, you are going to have issues like this. That I, that I think is the issue. That is too structured and formal. I can see why they're doing it because they want to have that commitment and that kind of center of excellence and get that kind of discipline built into to these guys from a young age. But that is too young to be doing that. It okay. has to be give and take. Maybe at under 17 level, you get into that when they're getting into championship squads They're saying, look, you need to make a choice at that stage. But to ask p- players to do that at a 13 years of age, I think that's... I would have probably an issue with that. I can see what Offaly are trying to do. Mm. Like, but, like
1: the Offaly County Board, and I would happily go on the record and say that they have come across as one of the most progressive...
2: Oh, yeah, County and that, that's why this... The Max coverage of this, saying better, is because yeah. they played soccer, is not... That's not fair either. Well, it, it actually wasn't the reason because... The players themselves
1: actually didn't put down why they weren't at the session, which is the player yeah. charter. You had to explain why you missed the session. So and I was thinking, surely there must have missed other sessions. But no, it's coming from one Saturday. Four players are missing. James, quickly, because we're, we're running out of road here on the pod. I would like to get your take on this. Would you have signed a player's charter at the age of 13 if it was put in front of you when you were joining the Kerry development squad at that age. I
0: don't know if you, you did. I suppose if it was put in front of you. You would, because But you shouldn't be asked.
2: To, you shouldn't be putting that front of a 13 year old
0: kid. You, like. you, you arguably shouldn't. But the code of conduct, I saw it. Most of it is kind of, you will be punctual and you will respect your coaches and you will. It's trying to set standards. It's just setting standards. You'll wear your gear at all times. Like it's nothing outrageous. Um, and one of the points is then you will attend all the sessions. Um but the the way Offaly are going at this, they definitely have they definitely have a mindset of it's it's all in or, or not in at all. I think that that's the way they're going. But from a personal point of view, and um I don't appreciate you questioning my soccer skills. I just couldn't remember. I, I don't know, but yeah, he was useless. No, but uh <laughs> <laughs> but uh I know. You, that, you, uh, about, you did the Embiid Cup, didn't you? I did, I did, yeah. Um, I no. played in Old Trafford a couple of times, <laughs> but when I was younger, I like football was always kind of more pressure. Say for for me and our group as as youngsters, whereas soccer was like a nice release um, and a, and a way to escape football at times because we knew the football was our number one, but soccer was a nice way to go at times at different stages. And if football is not going great for you, maybe you're having a bad time. You need that other thing that might be going well, just to kind of to save you a Do bit. Stepovers, less. like yeah, yeah, exactly. Throw a few throw a few dummies that way. But like to, to ask them to commit to just football, I think is a bit too much. Just because it's too much for stressing them. Uh, I think have, I, have that release to go. Play I,
2: I think that's the issue. I agree. They're trying to set standards, and and that's admirable. And I accept that representing your county, even at 13 or 14 or 15 years of age, is a great honour to be able to do that. But I think being asked to to make a decision now at 13 years of age, you're you're in with us, and that's it. Disregard hurling, and disregard rugby, disregard soccer, everything everything else. I just don't think that's right. And I think that's where that's how this is all escalated. If that's not there, then there's an understanding. You come please look. Maybe you're not if you're going playing soccer play soccer for that period of time and ultimately I think if these four kids and they're the guys who are suffering at the, at the bottom the end of this you can't forget them if they're brilliant players I'm pretty sure Offaly are going to come looking for those these guys again come under 16 or under 17 championship it's just unfortunate the way it's been handled I think it's unfortunate the way it's been portrayed in the media that Offaly are being seen as the bad guys here because guys are playing soccer there's far more context to it than that um, and I think you should appreciate and give kudos to, to the work that they have done and the success they've had. I just think that, that how this has been handled and players' charters at that age, lads, it's it's messy at senior level when you start getting into this, but that, do it at, at 13, 14 years of age. <clears throat> You're always going to run afoul at things like this then. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully I think we're not
0: the, losing. The, one of the things that the, they were saying was that it's a split season, so they only get a couple of months access to these players and they want access to them during that period with no distraction. Mm. So it's not like they're saying, right, we have you for 12 months. You're not to do anything else. It was more of a, we have you for four or five months. So will you give us your full cooperation for that four or five months so we can get you to a higher level? Um, whether that's right or wrong is is arguable, but I think that's, just to give it the fair argument, I think that's what the way it was penned out, wasn't yeah.
1: it? And the issue is they're going up against rugby and soccer at the same time and like clubs, counties don't talk to each other really in the GA. We see fixer clashes all the time. Like you're not, it's very difficult to expect associations at underage level. Maybe it can be done. I don't know to to be liaison, no. but look, at that's it. Hopefully those four young footballers aren't lost to awfully football and some sort of resolution can come out of this because um yeah, it's just a story that caught the eye. And especially considering that James Apologies for questioning your background in soccer. You are a townie. Of course, you are very good at soccer. I apologize profusely.
0: Are we right back? I told you before, lazy left winger. Don't be sniffing
1: at the right back. David
0: David Clifford was a centre-back and a left back in soccer.
2: (laughs) A
1: left winger. Uh, John Robertson, now I remember.
2: (laughs) Left winger, Giggsy.
0: Okay. Just over the top. Oh. uh, Like Mbappe.
2: The Mbappe of Clarny. (laughs) Well, that is... Episode twelve of
1: the Football Pod with Paddy Andrews and James O'Donoghue. It is brought to you in partnership with AIB, proud sponsors of the GA Senior Football Championship. Check out hashtag The Toughest for more. I am going to go checking through Sportsfile now for photographs of both Paddy Andrews and James O'Donoghue wearing the toughest. So I'm going to I'm going to go. Have a that. So <laughs> thank you very Pleasure. much. It's fantastic having you all on board, listening in every week and getting in touch, even if you're giving a stick for the teams of the week of the league that we picked last week. So oh, what? Wow. Uh, check out <laughs> check out our predictions I will be putting them up the lads predictions for the All-Ireland Provincial Series this year we can't wait for the Championship to get going we will chat to you again next Tuesday enjoy listening this week thanks lads Good night.: Good night, lads
2: The Football Pod on OTB Sports in partnership with AIB proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship check out hashtag the toughest for more